Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, podcast listeners, uh, just a quick message from me, Danny Rocket. Um, I would like it, I would love it, in fact, if everybody that listens to this show or watches us live on the StreamYard to help us out with our bills here at the podcast. Um, we work really hard. We spend lots of time doing this show. And quite frankly, it's a labor of love, not a labor of money. And it costs us money to do it. So won't you help us out? Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. If you like what we do, then help us out. Dollar, three dollars, five dollars. You know, tickets and beer are expensive. We give also 10% of the money to the Lost Boys. So we're even working for free for an entire month just to bring you the show and to be a good neighbor to, you know, people doing awesome stuff like Levante on the south side of Chicago. So you get the music first, you get the shows first, and you get them ad-free. You get access to all our show notes. You get all the elements that we use in the show, all the pictures and graphics and stuff. They get sent right to your inbox. It's only a dollar a month. $5 for music. $10, you can become a full supporter of the show and get your name at the end of the podcast um, for our live show. Please help us out. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you like what we do at the show and you want to keep us on the air, please consider donating to our patreon campaign patreon.com slash sunranto thanks for listening to the show here it is Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins sitting in the bleachers in the rain we shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sonrento With Michael Sonrento And Crawley Sonrento And the love of a loser Sonrento With Michael Sonrento And Crawley Sonrento And the love of a loser Sonrento That's a lot of enthusiasm for an off day. Um, hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, it's going hey, good. Hey, 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 hey there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, my name's Danny Rocket. This is the Sun Ranto Show. And uh, right next to me, old times that are not forgotten. What's up? How's your, your back's out. You were telling me right before we went live, you're falling apart over there. No, my back's hurt a little bit. Yeah, I actually went to the gym today and and worked out and now i can have a beer <laughs> yeah it just ruined all of your hard work yeah um, uh, well unfortunately i only have one beer this is usually a three beer show so this is the 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 last hour is gonna suck well <laughs> it, it might not i can move us along because i'm not drinking tonight because mm. i caught a double header with my tie guy yesterday which i'll tell you all about when we get into the game recaps um i got a bunch of pictures to show but I, I left at the end of I, – I missed the end of the game last night because I had to come home. Uh, not only was security mad at me, 
for numerous oh. reasons. Well, I'll get into it. But I also knew I was going to throw up at some point soon. And I was like, oh, wow. my, I was like, sitting, you know, when you're, you, you know, you're trying to hold it down and you're like sitting there like, come on, digest it. And you're like, rawr, rawr, and you're burping and you're, you're like, oh man, I'm like, going to go, I'm going to go down. So I went downstairs to take a leak. And then, uh, and, and then I was like, I, I'm just going to leave. So I just hopped. I just went home. I, I wasn't even drunk. I drank myself sober. You ever do that? I can't say that I have. Yeah. I've, I mean, there's been times when people think that I am much less drunk than I really am. <laughs> That's but I don't where re- I'm at. I don't remember those times. They tell me about them later. I had the presence of mind to get the hell out of there so I could throw up in my own toilet and not at Wrigley Field where they would have just kicked me out anyway. And I would have been embarrassed coming out of, you know, the bathroom and everybody would like puke all over me. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, but I, I had fun. We had club seats for the first game. And then we were in the bleachers for the second game. But I'll get it all into it. And But I do want to thank my Thai guy. He sprung for the club ticket and we had a great time. Let me tell you, it was totally worth getting sick. And now I'm just like a puffy hungover middle-aged man um, <laughs> so but uh cubs took two or three from the rockies that's like they did uh, they won uh, two series in a row they almost swept they almost swept uh it, it, you could you i mean they coulda like just one more just one more uh big hit you know one less shitty pitcher <laughs> we would have we would have had the sweep but um i want to start here um i don't know if you looked at my show notes but i'm looking at them now Okay, well, yeah, I want to start with um, Ian Happ, and that is that Happ is back, baby. Hey, um, it's happening. It's happening, and uh, I don't know. Let me just put up these numbers, okay? This is his August, okay? He starts August with a 177 batting average. It dips all the way down to 175. I believe 174 was his lowest uh, of the year. His OPS dips f- under six. 599 and that's on August 13th middle August but the last couple of weeks he seems to uh, really have come out of it he's got a couple of three hit games uh you know and he's lifted his batting average from that low 175 it, from August 11th through until le- yesterday's game he's almost at the Mendoza line almost Almost. He's almost batting 200. But, I mean, given what we've seen from him this year, which is jack shit, uh, I mean, even look at the homers. He's got three homers. uh, Well, since August 13th through August 25th, so that's like 12 games or whatever, he's got uh, four home runs. So that's almost like that's more than a quarter of a season total in the last two weeks. Um, So I'm not going to, like, get all ahead of myself. We were playing pretty shitty teams. Um, right now, well, that, mean, which we were the, excited about the, at one point. The Reds aren't really shitty, but uh, hitting home runs at Great American Ballpark is, you know, it's our equivalent of Coors Field. Yeah, it is. And I get that, that he hit two of half of them there, and he loves hitting at Great American. It's like why I wanted to uh, get Billy DeVore from the, the Net New Nasty Boys podcast to trade for uh, Ian Happ so that he can um, a-, a be somewhere where he loves to be and uh, the Reds can give us um, all their good players, all their good prospects. That was my plan anyway. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, Ian Happ, I have a theory about this, is that he needed to be the BMOC, the big man on campus. 
He felt overshadowed by your Rizzo's and your Javi's and your Bryant's. And now that they're off the team, he can relax. Now that the Cubs are going to suck, he can just relax and do his thing. The pressure's off. You know, now he can just go up there and do his job. Because I will say this. Throughout this whole slump, I have not seen him show negative emotions. He's been very businesslike about his sucking. And, like, right. he'll ground right. out for the fifth time that day, and he will just put his hat down, and he will go out to the left field and keep doing his job. Also, Ian Happ usually doesn't give a shit in left field. He doesn't turn around. He doesn't respond to anything we say. Uh, you know, we sang him happy birthday the other day. He was out there last night having a great time with us. So I don't know what happened with Ian Happ. Something happened with him. He's in better spirits. Hopefully, maybe it was a personal funk that, you know, maybe the because we talked about the, the spiral. But I, I just I see a change in him. And it's more than just his hitting. It's his it's his whole attitude. Maybe. Well, OK, so there's a contingent of Cubs fans out there that will tell you that the main thing he needed was to just be in the lineup all the time, right? Not not being a platoon player, not doing this stuff. And that they would tell you that now we're seeing the benefit of doing that, of putting him out there every single day. Um, I'm not going to go there. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. But he has now moved from center field for the most part, right? Uh, center field's a little tougher to play um maybe maybe that was just like being in left field is a little more comfortable or whatever i i mean i i honestly i don't clock happen in the field very often uh just because i just i don't know it's happened and uh so i mean how often is he in left versus center anymore because i know ortega is basically their center fielder right now yeah, right now they've had him out there more. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're moving him all around. I'm, I'm looking at his games here. Uh, Hap in 2021. Oh, I forgot he played third base. <laughs> yeah, played third base. Was he, he? He's played second a couple of times, but. He's been in center for uh, actually the most. For, for But, you know, it's probably earlier in the year. 425 yeah. innings left. He's been in there 270 innings. So it's, and then second base and a, a little bit in right field as well. And, Ooh. uh, so, but uh, that, you're Maybe right. Though. He's Maybe. getting more comfortable. You guys out there, like, just talking to him, you know, like he maybe he doesn't get that in center. A little talking to him there. Maybe Ross finally just said, Ian, we are not going to the fucking playoffs. Quit freaking out. Just go fucking have fun, you know? And maybe. Maybe he's like, oh, I guess I just have to go have fun because this team isn't going anywhere. I just have to relax and play. And I think maybe that has a little more to do with like what you're saying feels like he's turned a corner or whatever. Maybe somebody got him to lighten up. Yeah. And when you do that, you're going to play a little bit better. I don't, but I also, I think that. Left field is easier than center field. He's never been a center fielder. Yeah, no, I mean, no. He, dude, he's never even been an outfielder. He was no, a, he was not. one of the Cubs' 800-second basemen. For, that's how he was, you know, came up anyway. 
Um, and let's let's go to the chat here real quick, though. Uh, Dan Jughead says, so frustrating. Two weeks doesn't make him good. Totally agree. Um, Agreed. Uh, and that's and that's why I wanted to make sure people understood. I don't subscribe to the he just needed consistent playing patch, time. Yeah, I no. don't I don't think that's true. Does it hurt him? No. It, I'm sure it's better to get consistent playing time than not, but I don't necessarily think. Plus, I don't think that he's necessarily going to go much beyond the Mendoza now. line. Like, he's he's playing better, but he does this a lot. He goes on streaks. We need a hap meter like the Shawana meter. That'll, yeah. that'll get him going. There's still a month left. He can get over up over Mendoza. He could get to be a 230 hitter, which is still not impressive. But let's say he, he ends up hitting 20 home runs. It's four more at least. Like, that's not terrible. You're going to take that. But um, it, here, uh, more comments. Go Cubs go in, in Colorado says Hap does this every year. I agree with that, too. He's very streaky. Um, Eric says, I don't buy it, Danny. Hap sucks forever. If I'm wrong in the hall, in the long haul. Then I'll give I'll give you a beer. <laughs> so give so, us a yeah. beer anyway. Yeah, just don't, give don't, me beer. Yeah, yeah. Don't put it on any sort of like. Don't make Hap force you to do that. So, subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com/sunranto, and I'll buy my own beer with it. Um, the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. What is the Spotify Green Room app? Why, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can just share your own experiences on the app. Um, Spotify's free, as I said. It's audio-only, social media platform. Brings sports fans together. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to big news, rumors and games, uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. So uh, you can join in on a conversation with me and the other fellows on the Sun Ranto Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, we try to do something a little different on there every single week, come up with a topic that uh, will include you. So won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? Uh, it's free to download. Check it out. Um, all you got to do is go over to the iOS app store or the uh, Android store. You create a profile. You download it. You create a profile. You link your Twitter. You join in on the league. We're on MLB. We There's also a Cubs group. And you follow us at Sun Ranto Show to be notified when our room goes live. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., uh, every week, uh, uh, and uh, you can find us right there doing a live show. Uh, won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, Tom says, "I agree. The time is now for Hap to step up and show us he was not a bad draft pick." Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. That's why I'm not really willing to 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 give up. Uh, Matt McClure says, "Feels like Hap will be non tendered," and then. Uh, blast like 35 home runs for someone else <laughs> next year. And Guy Sirius says, where's Crawley? <laughs> and uh, Crawley is actually on his way. He had to work late tonight, and I think he's just on his way home. And he says he's going to drop by. And he also says he wiped, so he's not even going to stay very long. So he's probably pop in, tell us how he's feeling, and then go to sleep. But um, here's why I'm not willing to give up on Ian Happ. Ian Happ because he was – remember, they sent him down in 2019 – 
He comes up, only plays in 58 games, only gets 158, 56 plate appearances in the in that time. This is 2019, okay? Now, there's nothing to say against his rookie year where he hit 24 home runs and had an 842 OPS. But in but 2019, what, okay, that's 2017. Right, but what was his OBP that year? Because I remember him going through long stretches that season, but we're like, hey, he's a rookie. He's hitting home runs when he's not hitting home runs. He's sitting back on the bench. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's uh, three. He, actually, that's the almost as many. 2018 was his most played appearances at 462. 413 is uh, his 2017, and his OBP was 328. 2018, it's not his OBP exactly, was yeah. 353, but his OPS dropped by 90 points. So he had an 842 OPS because he hit 24 home runs. The next year, 2018, uh, he gets uh, 50 more plate appearances, but he hits nine less home runs. So, uh, you know, he, his rookie year, he struck out three times as much as he, he walked. He, he got that KB Kyle Schwarber eye. Yeah. Just take the walk, buddy. Yeah. And uh, and then in 2019, he you know they sent him down. They didn't bring him up, uh, <laughs> even though Ben Zobris was gone. Matt McClure says Hap is White Sammy before Sammy was White Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> but so he had an OPS near nine for the 58 games he played in, 156 played appearances. 2019, then 2020, he was the best player on the team. You know, he had a 133 OPS plus, 866 OPS, that, and, that, and that's his second highest, 898 in 2019. Right, and but the short year, season, short season helped him out there, right? His I got streak, you. His streakiness took him through a lot of that season. Then he got hit in the eyeball by his own foul ball, yeah. and it dropped off pretty drastically right after he hit another home run. Yeah, no, I, and I re, I recall that too, and like that stuff can send a guy out and and send them tumbling a little bit. I'm just saying that's th- those numbers are why I don't want to give up on this guy because Dom, Dominic Galoro says Hab needs consistency. That's what I was talking about. There are there are a lot of people out there that do believe that he just needs to be out there all the time. Yeah, well, that was the same thing with Almora. Like, oh, if only Almora could play all the time, and then he did. And then I like, said oh. that. I said that. I was I was all over that. I was like, Almore needs to play. Uh, fuck John Jay. Why is he out there? Bullshit. And then Almora got to play a lot more. And uh, Almora wasn't. He was he was less than uh, great. Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, I, I I hope I hope the best for Hap. And I do think that maybe you know what was what's been hanging over the team was all these expiring contracts. And now, like, we got all these dudes out there that nobody's ever heard of. And, uh, you know, Ian Happ can take a different kind of role on this team, and maybe that will help him, you know. And because what's done is done. The Blue Blue Friday happens. It's over. Now we can just move on. And, and I feel like the, the weight is not only off of those players that had the rumors about them, but about the team that you're playing on. I feel like the Cubs underperformed this year. Like, we talked about it real early on. I remember asking on the preseason show, I had a question for everybody, was that was there anybody on the team that was going to um, underperform because of, you know, the expiring contracts and who would overperform because of them? Who does it light a fire under their ass under and who is going to be, 
you know, hurting from this and reeling because they can't handle the pressure. So I and maybe I didn't. I thought of the guys that were on the bubble, like Bright and Rizzo and all those guys, but uh, but I didn't consider that it could affect the players that weren't on that same bubble. Well, and I mean, Hap understands the game and how the business side works. He knows that he he was probably. At least maybe he thought he was in a lot of those talks as the extra guy, right? Because Hap was never going to be a guy anybody was going to trade for. But he could have felt like he was going to be the extra guy thrown into a deal in order to make a deal happen. Be, you know, and, you know, so he could have possibly been playing under some concern of that. And it just took him a little bit to, uh, you know, a couple of weeks to get out of just the relief maybe that that didn't happen to him. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they all underperformed. They lost 11 games and then had to sell the team. So that's what happened. You know, they were historically bad in April. Eric Um, Wade Ginter says, uh, do you think any of these guys will resign? Uh, I don't personally is what he says. And I'm I'm with you, Eric. I don't think anybody's going to resign. Yeah. I think uh, they're all going to try and, you know, they're going to, they're going to, you're going to force people to kick them out of that ballpark. Um, but if the question is to <laughs> reset, yeah, yeah, sign. just being such a dick, Michael. <laughs> is it, you know, is it, but if the question is resign, uh, I mean, nobody knows. <laughs> I, I think, I think KB's gone for good. Uh, you know, KB, every single thing I read about Chris Bryant. Oh my is God, how he's much so he, fucking gone. Yeah. And by the way, I just want to point out because I have been taking a lot of heat from a lot of people being like, but KB says he wants to be here. I'm like, he is a well-trained media professional athlete, and he knows exactly what to say to the home market. They're trained to say the shit that they love everywhere that they ever will play, and they're going to tell you that it's the greatest experience of their life because that's what you have to do to make the fans love you and get endorsement deals and shit. That's how it works. If you come in and you're like, well, I actually like to live in Chicago, but I guess San Francisco's okay. Okay, I guess I'll live over here. Like, not really in Silicon Valley. And, yeah. you know, Rice Aroni <laughs> kind of sucks. Like, He's if like, he does my, my, stuff- my rent jumped 400% percent <laughs> exactly. this place. <laughs> So exactly. So if he comes in saying that shit, no, he's going to be like, "Oh, I'm finally on the greatest team of all time, and we're going to the World Series." Like that's what do you, you do. Do you remember? Uh, oh fuck, not Fontenot, no. Terrio, that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, when he went to St. Went Louis, down, went down to St. Louis, and immediately like I'm on the right side of the rivalry yeah, now. Got it. He would have never said that shit before. No, he, you know, but at least he did it the fun way, where he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck." Piss him off. Piss, like. piss him off, yeah. <laughs> well, now we hate him. So yeah. it didn't really help. But uh, I, but what, the rumor out there this week was a guy that we just saw in town with the Rockies, which was Trevor Story. And then we got, I kind of got into it with some people on Twitter because, you know, Javi is going to be one of those dudes out there. They both play the same position. You know, people are a lot of people are done with Javi. They're done with the striking out. I'm done with the forgetting how many outs there are, which he did with the Mets again the other day. He did the other day. That was, yeah, Yeah, I'm done with his head being up his ass. And he is kind of turning into that guy for some reason. He's so amazing at so many things. It's so magical, but he just has his head up his ass. To be fair, that play that he fucked up with the Mets, 
Man, that that was an actually a, a pretty good catch out there. He might have gambled on that I and just lost forget. the gamble. Nah, I, I think know. I think he forgot. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he forgot. So the the rumor was Trevor okay. Story. Trevor Story, who you've seen play a bunch, being in Colorado and following the the uh, Purple Row podcast or uh, what's it called? Purple Dinosaur Purple, podcast. Purple Dinosaur podcast. So, and I'm curious in the chat, like, let me know what you think of Story. But uh, I'll put up his uh, career numbers here. So, um, you know, for his career, he's got a 340 OBP, uh, 112 OPS plus. So he's been 12% better than your uh, your. Uh, Trevor Story lookalikes. Uh, he his home run numbers are way down. Um, uh, you know he's got only got sixteen on the year. That's down from thirty five in twenty nineteen. He had a stretch in either sixteen or seventeen where he hit home runs in like I don't know, like six or seven straight games, something like that. Like it was it was pretty incredible. But yeah, he's. <laughs> And that's it, it must have been 2018 because he was an all-star that year and he hit uh, 37 homers. 2019, he had 35, but every that's the only time he's broken 30. Yeah, and, but it, it 24 home runs, though. 27 home runs his rookie year. He was in Rookie of the Year conversations. Um, you know, and, and But this year, 97 OPS plus. You know, he's batting 246. This is a much worse Rockies team than we've seen in a while. Uh, 246 batting average, 323 OBP, slugging 448, OPS 770. That's what he's doing this year. He had a ter- he had a terrible week too. In in his defense, that team is a fucking garbage fire. Holy yeah. shit! There has never been. I mean, this is Orioles level, Pirates level bullshittery going on out there. It is, it is a mess. Yeah. It's a, um, it, it's a bad, it's a real tank. They, they, yeah, they took the, um, they, they paid to have the best player in franchise history go away and they got rid of everybody. He's got nobody pr- to protect him in the lineup. Plus he probably hates it there. He thought he was going to be traded the whole time. In fact, when they asked him, he's like, I don't even know why I'm still here. Yeah. Like, he was surprised by that. So, I think he might be – there's a there's a lot going on there in Colorado that could be leading to this worse year than what we've seen. But, it's honestly – it's not unprecedented. In 2017, he hit 239. He had 191 strikeouts to lead the league. You know, he's always up there pretty high in strikeouts, you know, around 170. Yeah. You know, well, so it's. Yeah, no, it's, it is. He's a high strikeout bat, too. I mean, so people are like, oh, I'm done with the strikeouts. I'm like, you're just done with Javi leading the major leagues in strikeouts. Like, here's another guy also capable of it. But uh, I won't even give that. Uh, an, 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 I won't give him that as a knock that much about it, um, even though the, the numbers are high. He's striking out but what know, I, three times what I, as much as he walks. Right. What I will say, though, is he's he's a good shortstop, but he is not he's not necessarily getting better at shortstop. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be tw- – he's 28, so we'll get him in his year 29. 
So that now you're, you know, just throwing out there a 30 year old shortstop for a couple of years until some of the young kids, because Cubs have a lot of shortstops in the pipeline, whether they stay at shortstop, I don't know, but you know, they do have quite a few, they just happen to not be old enough to drink yet. So it's right. not, so we're not there yet. But um, uh, now here's my problem with the situation of Trevor story is the home and away splits, because you're always going to get some of this with the Rockies. Um, but it, this is significant, you know, the, uh, the batting average drops six. This is just um, this is career. His career splits. Batting average at uh, course three hundred three. Batting average away from course two forty one. OBP three sixty eight three ten. Six oh seven slugging four thirty five slugging. That's OPS big. OPS of nine seventy five down to two forty five. 745. That, I mean, yes, sorry. 745. <laughs> Two, 245 would have, would have been like two doubles yeah. for the whole season. Yeah. yeah, 745. 975 down to 745. That's significant. That's 230 yeah. points. OPS plus from 125 in cores down to 75 away from cores. Right. So to me, that makes you a replacement level player. You know what I mean? Like 125 to 75, take the average of that, you're 100. You know, I know yep. it says 112 on the on the other number, but you know, to me, it's like okay, now you're only going to be playing what six, three games a year at Coors Field. Yeah, you and know, so uh, what's that look like? Now you get a little more Great American well, Ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pinkus says, "What about Correa?" Yeah, absolutely. If the but I don't think they're going to get anybody. Well, and the only reason we're not talking about Correa right now is because Trevor Story was here this week. Uh, Gordo talked to him and. Trevor's story went off on how much he loves Wrigley Field. Just in love with Wrigley Field and the tradition and all the stuff, blah, 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 right? Uh, but listening to Cubs Talk podcast, uh, just like you were saying, Danny, Chris Bryant was trained to say how much he liked yeah. everything. And and Kaplan said, oh, he he's been trained to say that about every team. Like anybody that asks him, do you want to? He's like, if they said, do you want to go to the moon and play? Say, oh yeah, oh, I, yeah love I love the moon. The moon's moon. yeah, the moon's I'm, got great atmosphere. I always liked craters as a kid. Yeah. Um, no, and and I don't wherever the Rockies are going next. Let's say they go to Milwaukee and play. He's like, oh Milwaukee, I love Milwaukee. The great beer, the culture. You know, it, yep. anybody big, anybody who asks him, he's gonna say the right thing. He's he's good at this stuff. Big fan of Laverne and Shirley. You know, the, <laughs> I dressed up as the Foz at my wedding. Like he's he'll lay it on thick. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it, Dominic asked, and, and I do want to get to this uh, uh, maybe a later show because I would like to talk about it in the off season when we can look at the list and yeah. be like, all right, who do we want on this team? Because they need everything. So we can just pick. Oh, I want this as our first baseman. And I, but it will, it'll be like a shopping spree. We'll have a shopping spree well, show. And last show. We weren't even talking about fucking shortstops because everybody's like, well, it's going to be Nico. fucking Warner. Who's not a shortstop? Yeah. So he, he's a second baseman. Come on, people. Like, so now, and I will say something about Horner because he's on my list here of something to talk about. He kind of re-injured himself a little bit with the, you know, we yeah. talked about that in the last show. But they, the good news is that he didn't, he's like not going to be out a long time. Like this is, I don't even know if we're going to see him again this year. 
maybe they should just not, but that kind of sucks because he could probably use the practice um, in, in this situation with the pressure off. But I don't think, I mean, you'd rather him be healthy, but I wonder if he's trade bait. Lots of people wondering that too. Um, I mean, of course he is. Why would he not? They have, what, five, four more years, five more years of control over him. He's a contact guy, so he doesn't have a lot of power, which cuts down on his value a little bit. But he's good at second base. Any team that needs a second baseman would be ridiculous not to at least kick the tires, right? I mean, and he'd no be good anywhere, no, I think. No teams need a second baseman. That's what. That's what because it's me. fucking second base. Yeah, that, that's what annoyed me about uh, the Nick Madrigal. That I was like, I'm not going to get excited about like a dude who is just a second baseman. Like, if you're a second baseman, you can play a little left and right, and you know maybe at center every now and or go, it, go over to yeah. short third. Like, you know, Matt Duffy impresses me more than Nick Madrigal. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and like they were saying on, uh, I mean, they're, they're talking about it on Cubs talk and they got all the, the four people, uh, you know, and, and they're talking about like, oh yeah, Nick Madrigal plays second and, and Horner plays shortstop, but Horner's special at second. He's ho hum at shortstop. Yeah. Madrigal is already ho hum at shortstop. So instead of having like second. one or yeah, second, he's ho hum at second. Yeah. Instead of having one actual really good player in a position, you're just going to make both positions that much worse. Right. Do, like D- Dominic says, I think they are both trade bait. I mean, at this they, point, they like how, I mean, at this point, who's you can, not trade. Who's bait? not? Yeah. I mean, at this point we have uh, no idea. Jason Hayward, because <laughs> yeah, nobody's nobody wants him. Yeah. <laughs> no, anybody else I could see moving in some sort of deal there. They've already remade the team almost completely. Uh, people, you know, getting back to hat, people are saying he maybe he's non-tendered. I mean, it depends on the money that he would get in arbitration. He won his arbitration case, and then he sucked. And then, uh, you know, and he'll now have to take who, whatever they give him this year, though. Like, well, yeah, but you can't get a, a pay cut. You, no, but he can get the exact same. Yeah, but that would still be like what six million? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, still. I mean. Might might be more than they'd want to more pay. than I'll ever make in my life is what it is. Yes, exactly for one year of work. Um, but yeah, I I don't know about the <laughs> Eric Wade Kitcher says I can see the Reds needing Hayward. Actually, they've got a they've got a right fielder until uh, he says no. Yeah, um, and Lance <laughs> says he bets Hap is non tendered. I mean, it depends on the money and if they think that he can snap out of it. If he has a good last month, then that really changes that narrative. I, um, again, they also, who, who are you going to replace them with, right? Ian Happ is 6 million bucks, right? Say it's 6 million. We're not real sure. Who are they going to replace him with? Who's going to come to the Cubs for less than 6 million? Who is better? Better than Ian Happ. Than yeah. Ian Happ. I mean, Fucking nobody. Unless you've got a guy in AAA right now that you can move up. I mean, you may, maybe you give that to Ortega. Well, Brent, Brent, you, Brennan Davis should be up at some point, you know. Oh, but he's, he's in AA this year. They're still looking for another year before he comes up. Yeah, I think and, he's up next year just because why not? 
I don't know. Depends it, on the, depends that all depends on everything that happens. Everything, yeah. There's bullshit. Yeah, but, there is really just no. We have no idea what this team's even going to look like next year. So anything we know, that we have is speculation. It could all right. be, They could all be traded. Hendricks could be gone. Like Everett could, Wilson could be gone. They could just totally clean house, redo it. I think they're going to wait until they figure out what the CBA is going to look like, because then they can make moves accordingly based upon the new rules for everything, roster, DH, all the shit that's going to befall us. Um, uh, yeah. Market uh, market floor, market ceiling, luxury yep. tax, all that shit's going to get figured out. It's all going to change. Lance B. Lloyd says half is four point one million. Four point one, and if well, he's that's... only four, if he's only four million, he'll be there. Nobody's going to non-tender four million because there's nobody fucking else to get for less than yeah. that. The only way you non-tender four million is if you are you're going in for a big splash. You're like, well, no, we are getting a guy that's going to play left field for us because let's just assume they're not going to pay for center. And so Ortega is there and they need a left fielder and they decide to go for a bopper. Then maybe they do, but even for 4.1, that's a bench guy. He, he does bat both sides of the plate, pinch hit, whoever plays, you want, you know, plays a lot of different positions. Uh, he, right. He's, not- he's a backup for everywhere instead of just one spot. So yeah, he's, he's, he's- He's not winning. Any not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not winning any gold gloves. Um, and then, but they got to spend something. Uh, they're going to sign somebody. Dominic points out Cubs 22, uh, 2022 payroll allocations around forty five million. So, you know, you're, they're going to sp- they're going to spend a hundred million on something. So it's going to be interesting right. to see how they do it and how they want to kind of build. Are these going to be short term flippy contracts they- like this year, or are they going to be more long term? And these, this, we're going to sign somebody for three, five years. Like, let's say Javi comes back. Okay. And that uh, all depends. Are you giving depends. him five years? Were you giving him three years? Like, what are you doing? That all depends on what they have going, where they think their farm system is, right? If they think that guys are coming up next year, and then maybe they're going to compete in 2023. Then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna spend a shit ton of money. If not, they're gonna spend the floor, whatever the fucking floor is. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do that probably. Maybe they get one guy because this is a good shortstop uh, class. Maybe they get a Correa or somebody that they want for a number of years. But I don't see it. No, I don't. I don't either. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I. I. I honestly, I see them sitting on the sidelines for another year, buying up a bunch of single-year contracts. Now they might. They might dump thirty mil on somebody for one year, but they're not gonna. They're just not to gonna get, put together a two hundred million eight-year deal. Yeah, just to, just to get butts in the seats and have banners to hang up outside the ballpark, and if if Javi Baez comes back, that's the kind of deal it is. Yeah, it's exactly. a it's a it's a twenty five million one year deal, and everybody comes to see him. Another prove it year. Or something. We all yeah. love Javi Baez, but yeah. they don't want that money on the books for the second year. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit more Cubs news. Everybody kind of heard uh, about w- Wilson being close to back. I think there was like a lot of rumors that he was taking BP, not um, getting it. 
knocking it out in the bleachers. Lance B. Lloyd, because I just decided that's what his name is, uh, 50 bullpen reclamation projects, so $100 So 50 guys all at $2 million for one year, $100 bucks. All with Tommy John. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so it looks like Wilson's going to come back. Hopefully he's well enough. He might DH against the Sox because we got the DH this weekend. So that'd be good to see him coming back. Um, I I think he finishes the year strong. He caught so much earlier in this year. Now there's a bunch of catchers on the team. I mean, we'll see. There's we only got a couple more days till like the rosters expand a little bit. It's not like it used to be where there'd be like 86 guys in the dugout and. You know, it looks yeah, like a the rosters this game. year only expand by like four players or some shit, right? Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, it, I think it's good, you know, because you remember like back in the day, you were just like the the Reds, you know, when you could. The, we they didn't, just we didn't like out. that because our team was winning. Now, <laughs> now we yeah. want to see 27 people come up. I don't. I really don't. Because no, I know I never. <laughs> yeah. We already have those guys. They're actually playing the real game, like your Michael Aramosios and stuff. Like, they're out there. They're starting. Um, it, I, Michael should be probably starting more. Um, so, uh, also, it looks like Alzali is starting a rehab assignment. So, that would be good to see what he has. You know, with your Keegan Thompsons, Justin Steeles, your Alzali's, there's your starting rotation for next year. Yeah. As it looks, because if there's one thing that I think they're hoping for is that this development continues with these young pitchers. I don't know so, where Alec Mills is. He was in the bullpen at the beginning of the year, end up having to start because well, we, we still have Davies. We still have Mills. Still have Hendricks, right? All yeah. three of those guys are major league pitchers. So if you can add Alzali. And, and truly put Alzali, Steele, and Thompson in as starting pitchers and then kind of have the Davies and Mills in the wings, then the thing you absolutely must do in the offseason is is uh, get the best pitcher out there. I'm pretty sure Davies is done after this year. Yeah, he is. So oh, is he? I thought they had one more year with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's signed through. Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. that deal was bad. Well, well yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's why I wanted the Mets to take Davies and not Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams still got an, an option here or something. Oh, that's see, least, that's what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah, no, Davies is out. Williams would have. That's why, of course, the Mets took that guy. They're like, all right, Davies or Williams? They're like, well, fucking Williams. Yeah. Why the fuck would why, we why, want? Yeah. Like we, we want, you're, you're giving us a shitty pitcher. Why do we want the one that we can only have for one year? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's take the shitty versus the other one that we we might be able to fix somehow because the one thing the Mets know how to do is fix pitchers. No, goddamn it, yeah. <laughs> um, and then well, the they other, don't make them better; they just fix them because they're broken. The other rumor uh, that went out there was about uh, Nick Castellanos going to be opting out. John Heyman had this said All Star outfielder Nick Castellanos is likely to opt out with a with thirty four million and two years to go, joining Conforto. Marte and Schwarber at the top of the free agent uh, outfield list. AJ Pollock and Avi Garcia may uh, qualify to opt out on plate appearances, depending oh, what happens man. there. If hmm. and not counting Chris Taylor or Chris Bryant, who play all over the place, and um, so yeah, I mean that that's kind of a, a pretty interesting class there. And I would love to see 
a reunion with Nick the Stick. This is another situation where, depending on which way they go, I don't think they'd sign Nick until after the CBA, so that's at least December if they do get it done. And then uh, I'm, I'm going to put up Nick's numbers here because everybody remembers how awesome he did for Chicago. Uh, he comes up. 225 plate appearances, 51 games. He batted 321, OBP 356, slugged 646 for an OPS just over a thousand and a 154 OPS plus. He oh my hit, God! Yeah, he's he hitting 320 ass. this year, and that's leading the league. He's leading the majors. Leading the majors with a 320 batting average plus the 23 home runs. Yeah, Tony Gwynn's rolling over in his grave. He's like, 320? <laughs> no. I bet at 370 every year. I was listening to the Black Diamonds podcast from uh, Negro Leagues Baseball Museum today. Yeah. They were talking about guys fucking hitting 450 for the fucking season. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Nick's having an awesome year. Uh, and, you know, th- that Reds team is kind of fun. They're now the second wildcard team. Yeah. Padres uh, got knocked out, which I love being a 1984 Cubs kid. Uh, fuck the Padres forever. Uh, but, yeah, Castellanos has an, having an awesome year. He's probably looking at his numbers and being like, this would be a good time to opt out. Yeah. I mean, it does It does make sense. Um, it sucks for him. There are so many guys kind of being out there right now. But there are three positions in the outfield. I don't think that he is a – he has to play right field. I mean, right field is generally – I mean, center field's your your speed guy. Like, he's got to be able to cover the most ground. But if you have a right fielder, he can play left. Left fielders, I think, have problems in right. But right fielders generally can play left. So, I don't know. I – but he, then with the CBA, it's like yeah, he's he's not a great outfielder. That was always the knock on him. Seventeen million each year. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I know. Maybe he's looking for the longer deal. I mean, he's twenty nine years old. I mean, but that's you know these guys are all the same, man. Like Chris Bryant, twenty. I mean, everybody's twenty nine. So you're basically betting on somebody's thirties and right. how deep into their thirties they'll be able to play. Um, and that just is how physically fit you are. Now, you know the league. You know the pitching in the league. You have uh, more baseball intelligence at this point in your career because you're a seasoned vet. And uh, But you probably – your body, <laughs> you know, it's your body, man. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, I don't know. Would Castellanos be great on this team? I don't know what the team is. Exactly. He would be great on the team they have out there right now because it's a bunch of contact guys hitting singles and doubles. Nick Castellanos in that group makes a ton of sense. So if you want to see all these guys come back and then add Castellanos, then I don't know if you're going to like the team next year so much. Now, I wonder if Nick Castellanos would be one of those kind of 
the signings, like you said, oh, you give Javi Baez $25 million for one year and just another prove-it year and, you know, just to get fans to show up. I wonder if Nick the Stick could be a similar situation where, you know, he doesn't – he wants to play around. He wants – he likes Chicago. He'd maybe be willing to take less to be here. Um, he seems like he's having a great time in Cincinnati. And that's another thing you got to think about with this batting average and is and the home runs is that he's playing in Cincinnati. Yeah, true. So now Detroit's a bigger stadium, and he managed to hit over 20 home runs there a few times. So, uh, you know, he's got pop. I mean, we we know him. We we know him well. And it seems like a great teammate, and I think he'd do great in Chicago. Chicago already loves him. So, yeah. so I'm I'm all for that kind of signing, but it really just depends on. Um, it really just depends. Yeah, on it's what just else they're it, doing. It's hard because yes, you you still have Hayward in right field, you know, and I know everybody wants to put Hayward on the bench. Sure, that's fine if you want to do that. Put twenty million dollars on the bench. The Ricketts should be up for that, and then you. You know, then you play the other twenty million dollar guy because he's making seventeen now. He's going to expect more than that. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's looking for you know the big bucks. He's he's looking to get up into the at least the mid twenties per year, I think. And you know, to, and I, I feel like at this point in his career, he's proven it enough that he is a gamer and, and somebody that can absolutely help a team win. Because you know, Joey Votto. For a couple of weeks, there single-handed. Like Joey Votto is a huge reason why the Reds are in, uh, uh, in, in the wild oh, yeah. card he, right now. He hit like ten home runs in four days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm exaggerating, but seriously, he did. But like, yeah, but that offense is potent, and you get Winkler back and stuff like that. He's got a. What I'm saying is, he's got a lot of boppers hitting him around him in this lineup, so he's got the protection. What does Nick Castellanos? He didn't have shit on Detroit, so and he still managed to do pretty well. You know, the lowest he ever batted with Detroit was two seventy three. No, sorry, two fifty five. I guess um, that's when he was younger, only twenty three, kind of coming up, learning the learning everything. But uh, you know, the last few years he's had an OPS over eight hundred. But like the question is, what are you going to put around him? And I think that'll make all the difference. If it's fucking Ortega, it's not going to work. Yeah. So uh, now one guy that we won't have a chance to sign, unfortunately, because he's already signed an extension for his farewell tour. It's Yadier Molina. Katie Wu, she tweeted out, the Cardinals have agreed to a one-year $10 million contract extension with Yadier Molina. Sources tell The Athletic. When does this end? When does Yadier no, no, no. When does Yadier Molina quit playing baseball? Because the Cardinals won't give him $10 million every fucking year, right? They've done it for the last four years. They've given him $10 million. He just keeps getting money from this team. And he's getting, wor- he's getting worse and worse. I mean, the guy's 39 yeah. years old. He's a catcher. If anything, he should be a backup like a la John Baker was because he knows the game. And he should be training the next Cardinals catcher. Then they hire him on as the as a coach. Then I mean, he's going to be a Cardinal forever. Like I, he'll definitely be a coach. He'll probably be a terrible coach because he is such an egotistical fuck that there's absolutely it, Robert Sanchez writes in fuck Yachty. exactly. He's such an egotistical fuck that like he you know he's um 
he won't let anybody Charlie Pippen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he will not see any any promising catcher that the Cardinals ever have gets totally railroaded. Yachty probably won't talk to him. Yachty won't help him at all. Probably like, you know, putting uh sneezing powder in his number of guys at least against the Cubs. Like Yachty would be down with an injury or something and we'd see him. And they've had a number of guys in recent years just kick the shit out of the Cubs. And, you know, as backup catchers. And you're yeah. always kind of like, really? You got that guy down there and you're still running Yachty out there every day. Yeah. No, it's it and it really doesn't make I mean, I know he handles the staff well and like, you know, all that stuff. The defensive, you know, he's lost a step, his arm's still there. But I'm I'm looking at their catchers this year. You got Andrew Kneiser. Kneiser? You say Kneiser, I say Kneiser. Uh he's no good though. He's got a five forty three OPS. Uh, played in 46 games so far. So, like, they now, right now, they don't seem to have anybody back there. But, um, because yeah, he, he was there. Like, every other backup catcher has had to go away. Now, may, maybe they really weren't that good, you know, because I know I didn't fucking pay attention to him. I only saw him when they played the Cubs, and well, I had, was always pissed. They had Matt Weeders, uh, they, and Kniser is, um, I don't know if he's in their future, but, uh, he's a weak hitting catcher, yeah. and the Weeders in in uh, 2019 for a little bit. 2018, who do they have? I mean, this. Uh, let's see, da, da, da. Francisco Pena. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> Yachty's always know. there. That's the problem. He's, and Yachty's but now he's going to be gone. Yachty will be gone and dead. And I, I got an early uh, flexing cube here. Um, Greg Huss, friend of the show. And from um, the Growing Cubs podcast, retweeted that Katie Wu tweet and uh, about Yadier Molina making ten million dollars yet one more year, and he said that's a lot of money for a six eighty one OPS and intangibles. And uh, the Grateful Cubs says he's getting paid to do his farewell tour and collect rocking chairs. It's coming out of the marketing budget. <laughs> Is anybody going to give him rocking chairs? Now, we saw this with uh, Derek Jeter and Andrew Jones, right? Andrew Jones got some fucking gifts from different teams. Uh, I, I honestly have never seen this before, right? This was a thing that started, as far as I know, with Jeter. Like, he fucking decided to quit, went around, people were giving him shit, and then Andrew Jones got the you know, the scoreboard number from Wrigley in, you know, shit like that. But like, well, I don't know. They don't do that for very many people. I guess maybe they do it for Yachty. Well, uh, he, he thinks they should. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I hope the, I look MLB. I hope they should. I hope the Cubs stiff him like a mother. I hope they give him a fucking urinal. (laughs) I hope. They bring out a trough with his fucking name on it and be like, there you go, dickhead. (laughs) Don't pee in yourself. Uh, Filled with stickum goo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) His fucking chest protector covered in pine tar. He sticks to his own trough. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but either way, it'll be fun to boo him next year. I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, 
Uh, yeah, because he's, he's uh, so full said of Big Poppy got things. Yeah, but yeah, Mariana Rivera got things. Like it, it's weird. I don't know. I I never saw this before. The fucking two thousands where people were retiring and motherfuckers got gifts at other stadiums. Yeah. So uh, I guess we should get into these games a little bit. Um, might as well. I don't want to talk about Yachty or Molina all night. That's for. I want to sure. talk about the gifts he gets at each. In uh, you know, in uh, up in Milwaukee, another trough. Just troughs yeah, everywhere. Just troughs just- everywhere. <laughs> just here's another urinal. You fucking piece of shit. A vomit bucket. Is it? Yeah. From uh, Milwaukee. Uh, a-, a, a plate of fucking Skyline chili. Yeah, a, like a, a used, uh, give him a used hot dog race uh, costume, like one that yep. like that the that a guy barfed in. Like yeah. here you go, oh, bro. Gold card at Skyline Chili, free Skyline Chili for the rest of his life for, for life. That's yeah. what he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Cubs did manage to win two or three. So um, that I mean, and it, it started off great. You know, uh, do you got some poems for for us? Uh, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I wrote some for this series. Uh, Cubs poem 127, Chicago 6, Colorado 4. David Bodie double plays. Not the plan for winning ways. Rocks are bad on the road. Past the starter, it really showed. Hermosillo tied the score. Ortega swung and added more. Wrigley Field walk off dong. Teaching Hermo a new song. Because apparently Hermosillo didn't even know the fucking Cubs had a victory song because he hasn't been there long enough. They lost 13 straight at home and he had no idea that they played the, no Cubs yeah, go. I know that's embarrassing. But also, he was supposed <laughs> to be a Cubs fan from living in the Western suburbs. Somehow he just never heard go Cubs go either. But, you know, a lot of bad Cubs teams in there. He might not have had a chance. He might, I mean, there's pictures of him out at Wrigley Field and stuff. He must have lost every game he went to, so he had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how about that, man? Um, you know, David Bowie, we'll start there. I mean, the two times in the same game to bounce into a double play with the bases two, loaded. Two straight at-bats. It uh, was in, uh, like, the sixth and then the – or seventh and then sixth and eighth. Dude. Sixth inning, eighth inning – Bases loaded, hits into the double play, gets does not get the RBI. Drives in the run, but you don't get RBIs on double plays. But yeah, oh my god, like what the just yeah. garbage. Yeah, total garbage. And uh, I was so, I mean, and here's the thing: it's like David Bodie. I, I mean, he's he's pretty much like starting all the time now because we got nobody else, you know. But like, I I'm just well, I'm no, a, it's it's because he's the unanimous choice, Danny. Oh God! Well, he's not my unanimous <laughs> choice. Let me tell you that fucking much. Like, and I, I love some some uh, somebody on the on the Ranters Facebook page the other day said, you know, I don't like beards on players. It makes them look slow, and like, <laughs> which really cracked me up. And I was like, like totally. Uh, and that's how I feel about Bodie. Like, dude, his Bodie tags. Just terrible. He just looks. He looks like Mister Brick Hands out, out there. Like I'm just. How about it? You know, I know we got him cheap, but he's the reason he's cheap is because he sucks. Like he's batting two hundred two. Everybody wants to he, be like. He fucking cashed in. I'm telling you right now. He got ten million dollars over his extension, whatever he did, 
he only got, I think, one extra year, right? Instead of uh whatever, five years of control that they had, they get six years of control, but he gets $10 million for that year. He fucking nailed it because he wouldn't have got that shit in arbitration. He like, he knew where he was. Yeah. That's why he went in and said, Hey, <laughs> give me 10 million. I'll stick around a little longer. Well, we have them all the way through 2024. So like, I got bad news for you. So it's maybe you got be- an extra couple years. I don't know, but Three he knew what the years. fuck he was doing. That was brilliant. But this sucker, I mean, he's got an OBP at 270, 65 OPS plus. He's worth half a, a game uh, negative war, 0.6 negative war right now. Now, for his career, he's got 3.5. So, like, but, you know, last year he batted 202. He had one freaking halfway good season in which he managed to pop 11 home runs and 303 at-bats. And he, and he batted and, 257. But he and his OPS was 785, like, what and prior fuck? to this season, he seemed to have come up in big situations, right? Yeah. And do well. Like, that was the thing. It's like, well, big we'll moment. put up with Bodie for eight innings because he seems to pull it out in the ninth. And that's worth it for us because, he, you know, whatever. Like, great. But he's not doing that anymore. Yeah. He sucks. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sad that he's going to be on our team for so long. Okay. Again, because he's, he's not going anywhere. They he, they already signed him. He would I, I don't know. He'd have to lose a leg to not basically be on this team. Again, he doesn't cost yeah. very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't you, care. You, you don't get you don't get rid of a guy that doesn't cost you very much, and he's a big league player. Is he? Quote is unquote. He? Yeah, I don't. I, no, at some point, Bodie will be stealing. And Bodie will be the Daniel Descalso of this team. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> That's my point. He's a he's not. He's good at second. He's bad. I mean, and not even. He's not really good at fielding. Period. Like the only place that he was ever, it seemed like he had a chance was third. Third, yeah. And KB was there. And when KB left, they replaced KB with two other guys and moved Bodie to second as the unanimous decision. Yeah, God, it's so annoying. I'm mad at it. The whole Bodie situation. I wish he wasn't even in the conversation. I wish they never gave him any money. I wish. I wish he'd shave his beard, all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> his beard is ridiculous. If he shaved that beard, he'd he'd run faster and he'd beat out some of those exactly. grounders he keeps hitting. Oh, God. So uh, Kyle had a rough first inning to start this game, that first game. Uh, he gave up three in the first, but they didn't really hit the ball too hard on him. They were just putting it where we weren't. And I don't know. I, I don't think his start was great. I don't think his start was terrible. He ends up with a no decision. He he went seven innings. He wow. only gave up four runs. That's acceptable. You it's know, acceptable. it sucks. It's the bare it's minimum it, of what you could, should be able to do. Right. It sucks that he gave up the three in the first inning. That's the only thing. If he gave up those four runs, one in four different innings, we wouldn't even be considering this a bad start. Yeah, well, I I wasn't even considering that just because it did they they weren't like they kind of ambushed him with singles and yeah. then like got a, got the you know they just were able to like station to station and score three runs. That's like just how it went down. But like I didn't really feel like they were crushing Kyle. No, you know. So and that dude sends a Taylor 
uh, man, from the Rockies, I mean, he had a great slider and an amazing curveball, and it made our dudes look like idiots all night long. And thank God he didn't pitch nine because we would have lost. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. That was the best thing. So I actually turned this game off after the seventh inning because the Cubs went up there, and I think they went one, two, three, and sat back down and went back out of the field. And I was just like, this is bullshit. They're not going to fucking win this game. And only to find out later that they score five runs in the last two innings. Ye of little faith. Um, and, uh, you know, I, Hendricks even got a hit in this game. You know, and did you see that play with Chad Noble coming out of the door? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because Kyle almost got thrown out because he hit that ball the right field. And there was a, a time that he almost got thrown out. I could. It was it earlier in the year, or was it spring training? That he, spring training, he got thrown out. Yeah, got thrown out. And so Chad Noble came out to like give because uh, Kyle and him are real close. You know, he calls him Carl Drix. I don't know. <laughs> and um, Carl. Yeah. No. Every time he comes out, we're always yelling Carl at Kyle uh, when he comes out on his starts. But yeah, for him to come out the door just to like to give give the high side to uh, to Carl, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And, yeah, and, and again, this is why the DH isn't great. You don't get those moments. The fucking pitcher hitting, even if he doesn't do it very often, it's so much more fun. It brings so much joy to a game when you see that and then you see fucking Chad Noble pop out to be like, Hey, what good job, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> Davey's got a hit too in this series. Yeah. So that's, yeah, we don't need it. And then, uh, it, Michael, you CEO, like this, is, we're going to see a lot of this, I think from some of these young guys, cause kind of like doing boneheaded plays. Cause he threw home, allowing a runner to advance to second, trying to get an out when the Rockies put up their fourth run. And uh, I don't know if you caught on the TV broadcast, but I, I made a little video of it where uh, he obviously says fuck. Yes. But, and it was Fun. right. Yeah, and, and I, I made a little video of <laughs> – yeah, because it, it, it's like that John Lackey one when uh, – Remember, like I think he's where he was playing for the Angels. Like, yeah, oh. I remember that, dude. He yeah, looks he's like, like an ogre. He's really mad. And then you put up, uh, I eat children every day, three meals a day. It was <laughs> weird because it didn't match what he said at all, but we all agreed. <laughs> but then uh, you know, Aramisio. So like you're gonna see that kind of fielding mistake, but then he made up for it with that like pretty clutch double after Bodie hit into another double play. You know, it looked like that rally was going to be over real fast, and then it wasn't because Hermosillo came through, and so he made up for it. And then, of course, you know, Ortega walks walking it off. That's a big moment for him. He was super excited because Rockies are his old team. Yeah, he he broke in. His first major league game was with the Rockies, uh, you know. So, yeah, it's always fun to do that to the team that you started with or that you have any connection to. And uh, that broke the streak. That broke the streak of all the home losses and uh, was what ended up at 13? 13. Yeah. New the most, yeah, the most home losses in a row okay. in Cubs history. Now, I wouldn't worry about that. The Cubs have only been around for 180 fucking years or some yeah. shit like that. It's not, it's not that historic. <laughs> and then uh, the next night, uh, not only uh, flooded out and banged the game, 
Uh, so there was no game on Tuesday night. That was it. Rained really hard. We were doing our uh, green room Spotify show at the yeah. time, and it was just like pouring rain. And you know, I'll tell you, uh, if you, I don't know if you saw that New York Times article about Chicago and um, how the lake is the water level is very high, and that in because of climate change, that we're getting more extreme weather events. So like, it's not that it's like inches of rain more it's that it rains more inches at the one time and the sewers can't take it so yeah. uh, it, it rained so hard the game got banged but also um that my basement flooded like here in my building so i went down there today it's all this mud and stuff i was like ah oh, damn it you know and but the sewer backs up it can't take it so it's pretty gross you know is what i don't i don't know hopefully it's mud <laughs> i no, slipped i, it. I, I slipped in it today Hopefully it's mud. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. What is the Spotify Green Room app? Why, it's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can just share your own experiences on the app. Um, Spotify is free, as I said. It's audio-only social media platform. Bring sports fans together. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to big news, rumors and games, uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. So uh, you can join in on a conversation with me and the other fellows on the Sun Ranto Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, we try to do something a little different on there every single week, come up with a topic that uh, will include you. So won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? Uh, it's free to download. Check it out. Um, all you got to do is go over to the iOS app store or the uh, Android store. You create a profile. You download it. You create a profile. You link your Twitter. You join in on the league. We're on MLB. We There's also a Cubs group. And you follow us at Sun Ranto Show to be notified when our room goes live. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., uh, every week, uh, uh, and uh, you can find us right there doing a live show. Uh, won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, but yeah, so that game got banged. So we ended up with a, a double header on um, on Wednesday, yesterday, and I and um, I went with my tie guy. No, we got totally fucked because you got those club seats in the uh, the barrel, the Maker's Mark barrel room. Yeah. So oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you get started, let me hit the poem, oh, and then yeah, you yeah. can tell us about okay. game yeah, game yeah. one poem. of this. So Cubs poem one twenty eight, Chicago five, Colorado two. Strikeouts and solo shots are really not fun to watch, but Gomber's sad, stupid face when he got chased after wisdom laced three runs to the moon is a picture I'd hang in my room. Nice. That was a good one. When you when you watch Gomber, he, fucking, he was like a five year old kid that just had his fucking candy bar taken from him. Yeah, it was wonderful. Like, kicking dirt, and the fucking manager didn't even have to go out to the mound. He just went to the dugout. He knew it right away that the, that the game was over. Oh, and and wisdom. Crushed, crushed that it, ball, yeah. 111 miles per hour off the bat. 
Yeah, Good just God. absolutely pulverized it. Which, I mean, you know, if wisdom can be the real deal, I don't think everybody trusts it yet. But the dudes, how many home runs is that now for him? Uh, 21. Or maybe it was the next. I know I know he's got at least 21, but he might have gotten another one in the next one. I don't know. Yeah, the next game, I think he got 21 or 22. Whatever. I'll fucking look for it while you talk. Tell but, us uh, what happened there in the. Well, let me, I'll tell you about the club. I had not been to this club because uh, I'm poor. and uh, But now that the Cubs are bad and there was a doubleheader, I guess, uh, actually, my tie already had these tickets. Here's one thing that fucks you. These seven-inning doubleheaders, normally for the club, you get two hours before the game to get drunk, you get the entire game to drink, and then you get an hour after the game to drink. You buy this expensive ticket for this club, and they've decided to play a seven-inning doubleheader. Double Not only do they screw you out of the last two innings of drinking and eating, but they screw you out of the hour after the game oh, drinking yeah. as well. So they were kicking us out basically right after the game ended. So that's total bullshit that they would charge you all this fucking money. Now, granted, me and my tie got our drink on. I ended up throwing up. So it was fine. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is it's bullshit. It's, that's bullshit. And uh, it's clown ball anyway. The only reason they did it in the first place was because of COVID. And then they're, that's not even what they're doing anymore. They're still doing split headers. If you want to do it that way, good. Then play the next game an hour after the other game ends. Don't even have a time that it starts. You know, be like, it's starting an hour after it ends. If it's all about COVID for the seven innings. But the players like it. The owners like it. So, in other words, I bet you were stuck with it forever. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rob Manfred finally figured out how to fucking make a game shorter. Yeah. Except for he didn't because the next game wasn't yeah, shorter. Yeah, we going 10. But we're still in the first game. Well, let me show you some pictures. You go down into this club, okay? There's my tie guy standing there. And I'm going to kind of describe there. There's a very gothic-looking chandelier at the bottom of, like, really creepy-looking dungeon steps. Those, <laughs> like, those stairs look like you're going into the basement of some sort of, like, mental hospital. Yeah, it really does. And it's creepy. It looks like a haunted house. And uh, and it's very speakeasy-ish down there. That's the vibe they're going for, that kind of uh, like 1920s okay. sort of vibe. Uh, when you get down there, they even to the point where the TVs were in black and white, which was stupid as fuck because they're flat-screen TVs. Like, <laughs> And if you want to go speakeasy, guess what? That wasn't even fucking around in the 20s. There were no televisions, you idiots. Like, the, you know, just have a normal TV. Have, no, have radios. Yeah, yeah. Have a have a big radio <laughs> set and like a Jack Brickhouse impersonator. Like, I don't or, even know if fucking radios were what? broadcasting games in the twenties. Yeah, have a were. ticker tape. Have a ticker tape and some assholes sitting there going, base hit. Strike. Strike. <laughs> but Ball. you can you could look here, I'll show you more pictures of the club. Here's the t- here's the <laughs> Eric t- Wade Ginter says the shining. Yeah, seriously. Well, look at here's the here's the pictures. They got like kind of like pub tables, circular tables, and they had some like high high tops as well. You know, they the red leather chair and the and the brown with like the kind of pub seats sort of thing going on. Yeah, over, uh, they over wanted the, it. They wanted to look mi- like mismatched, right? 
Yeah. So it's it's really like dingy, like mismatched, except for each table has the exact same mismatch. Mismatch, yeah. So, I mean, it's nice, and it was all top-shelf liquor. Here's uh, my plate. I, I ate um, – I, I had a – they had a carving station. They had hot beef. They had a couple different salads you could get. What, uh, are you sure it was hot beef? Because Matt McClure says they keep Dr. Lecter locked up down there. Hey, it tasted like beef. If it was actual human, then it was <laughs> it was delicious. They had um, a carving station with uh, some sort of beef kind of thing. It was good. It was really tender. And, uh, I mean, the food was decent. But face style, you line up. You, you load your plate. I you know, ate, a, ate as much as I possibly could. And I drank numerous amounts of, uh, I, I drank numerous amounts of vodka soda. I think I meant it. I don't I lost count. I, I don't count drinks. I probably should. There's my tie with is one of many my ties that he pounded down his gullet. Um, and if you could see the glass, it's like pretty nice, like the beveled glass kind of bar glasses. And it's very kind of fancy. Um, here I am, like, enjoying uh, – then they put it in a plastic cup when you go out there. We ended up at uh, – but uh, after after dinner, uh, I, I after eating it and uh, drinking, I, I wasn't feeling too good. Like, my stomach was hurting. I was like, look at my Thai guy. I'm like, oh, man, I think I got to take a shit. Like, I've only taken one shit at Wrigley before my whole life. It was on uh, – Oh, do they have, like, their own bathroom down there? That's you got your own bathroom. worth it. Yeah, you got your own bathroom. So, here, I took this picture. Here's me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm not this, safe for work. Yeah, not, no, you can't see nothing. I'm sitting here on the <laughs> toilet, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I got my own bathroom. I got for, like, for people who are who can't see this in the podcast. He's got his fucking shirt pulled up. His pants are pulled down. He's sitting on the toilet. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's. It, he's not expect- wearing a mask. Yeah. Well, not not right now. <laughs> I wore it in there, as you can see. I'm chin masking, and uh, but no, I I had a nice dump, and then they were out of toilet paper. Oh, and God. I was like, oh fuck! So I go into the other uh, stall. You know, you you, you know that thing. <laughs> so, that you, so your pants are at yeah. your ankles, and you're and you're no, waddling no, around no, I, to get I, to I, the I other pulled, stall. I, I pulled them up and just kind of made sure nothing touched anything else. You know what I mean? You you, <laughs> you, you you've done that kind of thing. You know, you, you're in the stall. You're like, fuck, they're out of toilet paper, and you're like, all right, I got to pull them up to get to the other stall. But I got, but I don't. Oh no, my ass is hanging out when I <laughs> when I go to the other stall. <laughs> it's, it's just not. <laughs> so I go over there. There's so barely anybody. Anybody's got a problem with that? Like, fuck off! I'm having a worse day than you right now. Yeah. So there's there's barely any um, there's barely any toilet paper out there. I was like, so I had to go out there and be like, eighty dollars, all the food and drink you can get, but we and are we are we fucking are skipping on this toilet paper. Yeah, we are fresh out of toilet paper. So I had to go out, <laughs> dude. I told I told one person they're like, uh, uh, they looked at me like I'm not the person to tell. I'm like. Who do I tell? Like you're standing right outside the bathroom. You'd think you'd be the person. I guess not. Just they go find someone with a green lanyard. So I there wasn't go- there wasn't somebody in there giving you uh, cologne or some no. shit and no. taking your money. No, they should have had that. Yeah. So they had Especially it. Especially after you were in there destroying the place. I know. No, I freaking wrecked it. <laughs> I wrecked it. Um, I, I ate. I ate that buffet. I got a couple of cocktails in me, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, it's happening!" And so, uh, but here's my tie guy and I. We're in the front row. We got first row seats. We are palling around with the Rockies. Uh, we were pa- actually we pr- palled around with Craig Driver too. We were talking. 
talking to Craig, people next to us were real nice. Um, there's a, we sat next to these kids. My Thai guy was really hoping that kid was going to give him the baseball, as you could see, because the kid got a ball and, uh, you know, but unfortunately my Thai didn't end up uh, with any baseballs from down there. Um, and I did manage to steal one plate. If you remember the pilfered plates from when I stole an entire pallet of plates from the 1914 club years ago, uh, this time I could only steal one barrel room plate. I asked for more. The guy was short with me. He said, these are for customers only. I said, I am a customer. I'm right here. And it, he's like, no, for future customers. Like, you're, you're done with your day. It, it, it's not for you. I was, so I'm like, can I please have one? And he let me have one. So anyway. Whatever. And, and it's lame. Anyway, like the other ones at least had uh, like a, a Cubs logo on it. Or some shit. I don't well, this, know. I've got I've got some in in the house here that we got from you. But yeah, this one just says Barrel Room. There's no Cubs logo, Maker's Mark. It's not that cool. Um, and uh, it, I also uh, I, I, when when I even showed up the, before the game, uh, I just happened to see the Rockies going out for coffee and donuts. So there's Joe. Yeah, with, you know, I Joe, with some uh, Joe. I saw that with um, on the Rockies Twitter timeline and do they do this at any other ballpark no i don't think so no, it's just wrigley right yeah and they went i i don't know if that's those are pizzas he has or donuts i think it's a dozen donuts in each one of those boxes. okay so they must have gone to do right donuts well which, they did which which made whoever that pitcher is who i, I think it's bowden uh wait is bowden wait was he a pitcher no I, it was what i don't know 51 uh, sure yeah, I mean, He's it's a reliever. A, it's a pitcher number. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, he looked like a pitcher to me. Yeah, you know? Gilbreth is a pitcher, I believe. He's 58. Yeah, and Joe was out there. Joe's an interesting guy. That guy, Joe, their left fielder. Yeah, Con- Connor Joe. Connor Joe. Yeah, I kind of like that guy. It's a good um, name. Yeah, and not only that, he's got a cool, like, weird uh, mullet mohawk thing going on. And he, <laughs> and he got his freaking ass creamed and stayed in the game. Oh yeah, man. He he got uh he was, you know, left field running into center field and just got taken the fuck out. Yeah, that was rough. Uh but um yeah, anyway, they gave they went up to the cops and gave him some donuts too. So it was just like it's kind of a good fun start to the day. Saw Ronnie Woo Woo. Gave cops donuts? Yeah, but is it, yeah, fucking cops need to be giving other people donuts. They already have donuts. Like you don't they, Give the donuts to Roddy Woo Woo. I gave I gave a fucking Eskimo an ice cream cone. Like shut the fuck up. Uh, Bowden, uh, he was walking with the donuts, and I thought they were pizzas. So I was like, "Hey, I'll take a pepperoni there, buddy." And then he looked at me like, "Ha ha!" ha. And I was like, "Oh, no wonder he looked at me so weird because it's donuts." <laughs> I was asking for pizza, so that was odd. That was awkward. I saw Roddy Woo Woo. I saw a guy in a Malort Double Zero jersey. That dude is awesome. And um, I saw uh, this guy, uh, Michael, who works security at Wrigley Field, confiscate a broom. Um, and then we, we got to talking. It turns out he's really into musical theater. So we talked about musical theater all night. Had a great, uh, had a great evening. Um, so those are, that was like my kind of doubleheader story. Now we can talk about what happened in the games. Uh, because I wasn't really sure what happened in the second game because I was pretty, like, <laughs> you know, shit-faced. I, I did kind of watch. I was like, because uh, I looked later, I was like, 
Well, this thing ended 13 to 10. Jesus Christ, I don't remember any runs being scored. <laughs> but uh yeah, game game two. Uh did did you give us the poem? Not for yeah. game two. Just I, I already did game one. Yeah, so did you get, give us game two. No, you did give us game two poem. No, I didn't. I gave you game one poem. All right, game two poem. Game two. <laughs> game two. Uh Cubs poem one twenty nine, Colorado thirteen, Chicago ten. Clown ball extras on a little That's league. game three. Oh, I thought you meant game two of the double header. Oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So you're so talking about talk- game two of the series, game one of the double header. Yeah, game one. Let's talk about game <laughs> one of the double header, game two. Of I was going to say, I was like, we're just skipping that, I guess. Fuck it. Well, I mean, Davies was actually okay um, in this one. And, you know, I, it's, I'm so mad. Every time Davies does well now, because it's pointless. Yeah. Oh, he, it only helps him. He still didn't last very long. Why are you pulling Davies in 4.2? Who gives a shit, Ross? Like, you've got to get, like, there was no point in having, what, three guys pitch or four guys pitch in this game. You could have just set Davies out there for the full seven and just, who gives a shit what happened? Yeah, exactly. Just, just make him th- throw his arm off. We don't yeah. care anymore. Give a shit. Yeah. So, uh, but he was pretty good in this one. Uh, he gave up the homer to Crone, who's like been on fire. Um, uh, Bodie homered into a hat. <laughs> that was he made, he made it one to one. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um, and then uh, Rockies made it. And, and Danny had the same, uh, similar situation earlier. Yeah, right into I, a hat. I, yeah, I homered into a hat. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, and I homered in a hat later in the night, too. But, uh, to, Made two one for the rock in the third. The Rockies made it two to one. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Gomber's slider this time was uh, carving everybody up until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Uh, Wisdom was so pissed off. Did you see? He always slammed, almost slammed the bat down, and he was really frustrated by the by. uh, Well, it was it it was bases loaded, and then he struck out the next three guys. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it. So uh, Cubs ended up striking out eleven times. Gomber had eight of those. Yeah, that's how. That's actually how you know that uh, Wisdom's still a rookie, right? Because he he's not breaking that bad. He's got to pay for that shit. Yeah, he's like, I can't afford this. Um, and then uh, Romine homered into the corner, tied it up two to two. Just kept that sucker fair. Ended up in the Hornitos Hacienda. And then uh, they had Hoyer come out in the fifth. And uh, he actually Hornitos Hacienda. That's yeah, a that's thing? yeah, that's the like, a private uh, little club that you can rent out either Jesus side Christ. of. They'll they'll fucking put a name on anything out there anymore. Oh God, they? yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Hoyer comes out. He finishes the uh, the fifth, and then ends up pitching into the sixth, and um, you know keeps it where it is. And then wisdom, the, like that hilarious home run <laughs> that uh, that had Gomber looking like a <laughs> like his puppy just died uh, in the fifth inning. And then um, Adam Adam Morgan comes out and finishes it off, and that was the end of that's all she wrote. So uh, yeah, you got to love wisdom. Crushed that baseball, so yeah. that's good to see. I hope, I hope he's a dude. I hope he doesn't fall off like they all have. Chorba would fall off. Fucking yeah, uh, you know. He's he's not going to be the greatest third baseman, but I think that's his 
I don't know. You've seen him play left there a couple of times. Yeah, he could be out there. But we got a lot of those guys. Second yeah, base, I, left I still fielders. feel like third base, he's he's serviceable over there. You don't have to be great if you hit 30 bombs a year. You know, like yeah. just and, – and I'm I'm good with that. Schwindel is not going to hit fucking 30 bombs. But, you know, wisdom might. So, I don't know. Every Everybody's already, you know – penciling in Schwindel and wisdom for the team next year and I it just depends on what goes on you know yeah hey podcast listeners uh Danny Rocket with another announcement here um please become a Patreon member if you like what we do here at the show just know that it costs us money to put it on it costs us about 500 bucks a year uh just to um uh, put the show on StreamYard and bring it to you live and have audience participation, something that we've grown into uh, recently. It costs a lot of money. It costs a few hundred bucks to keep our website going. Uh, and uh, we give uh, 10% of the money to the Lost Boys uh, down on the south side of Chicago, our friend Levante, who does great work with kids down there. So that right there is about three months of what we get in Patreon donations per year. So basically, we're working for three months, one-fourth of the time, just to bring you this show for free. Um, if you want to change that for us, and I would love it if you change that for us, please become a Patreon member. If you're already a Patreon member, uh, thank you, and please consider up in your pledge, because as we grow, uh, we hope that you'll grow with us. So... Um, Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast, but if you did become a Patreon member, let me tell you what you get. You get the show early, you get the show ad-free, so no no more messages like this in the show. It's just the straight show that we do live in a podcast form, okay? Uh, you get access to our show notes. Um, lots of great information in there. You see that what the rundown of our show is. I also give uh, access to all of the elements that we use in the show. Uh, you get uh, access to the um, graphics, the stats that uh, that I cut up from Baseball Reference to bring on the show and give everybody all the best information about what's coming up and what's going to happen. You get access to all that stuff, even at the dollar level. At the $5 level, uh, you get all of uh, the Cubs music I make in uh, high-quality downloads sent right to your RSS feed. $10, you get the Ranter calendar, and your name gets uh, shown as a super Ranter at the end of our live shows. And um, just a final plea, tickets and beer, guys. Ricketts has taken more every single year. You know, as much as I, I love spending all my own personal money on going to Cubs games, um, I, I would appreciate it if every now and again got a little kickback from you guys. So please, won't you subscribe to our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, all the money you give us goes right back into the show or to the Lost Boys, um, to the events, to hosting the website and the podcast, to, adverti- uh, to advertising, to tickets and uh, batteries and microphones and headphones and all the shit we got to buy just to keep this show live on the air, um, including fast internet. So uh, please, won't you join us? Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It would be greatly appreciated. And... Um, Back to the show. So, uh, game three. And then right. we'll move on to the White Sox and rock through that sucker. Yep. So, clown ball extras on a Little League game wasn't any shorter, but looked extra lame. Ian happened, three runs off Bard, took Rock's three chances, 
Closing is hard. Sharing a split in 17 innings, three and three season series, both teams winning. That's it. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't know if a split was winning or losing and both these teams kind of suck. So, yeah, this, uh, this game was a kind of a shit show. I mean, it got up to a rocky start. Steele gives up. Uh, Two-run shot in the first of Brendan Rodgers, and then he ended up only going 3.2 innings. Um, I mean, you kind of felt like that was going to happen. It's it's Wasn't that his first start or was that his second start? Uh, third? Nah, I don't know. But Steele hasn't been pitching a ton, and you no. knew that was going to happen, right? You knew he was only going to get three to four innings no matter what. So why do you pull Davies in the fucking fifth? Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you you're kind of working your bullpen. I mean, you you used Hoyer, who's probably your best guy out of there out of the pen right now. Um, or at least and as that far was as talent smart. level goes. And that was smart. They they put him in in the situation that he was going to be most effective against the best hitters, right? Like they didn't put him in at the end of the game. You know, he came in the inning before, right? Who? Hoyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put him – They like, and, and that's the thing. Like, Kimbrell, everybody's talking about how Kimbrell can't pitch the eighth inning and he's sucking right now because he's not closing games. And Hoyer went out there and whatever, the sixth inning because this is a dumb fucking Little League game. But he pitched the sixth inning. He didn't have to pitch the seventh inning in order to be a good pitcher. Yeah. So it was good yeah. to see. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, yeah. it's good to see that he's more useful. If you've got the heart of the lineup coming up and you need your best pitcher out there, you can put him out an inning early if you need to. Yeah. And it, he pitched, he got the last out of the one inning and then came back out and did the rest of it. Uh, did right. another whole inning. And um and, cuz he didn't even close it. Yeah, Morgan, that, that was that, it, yeah. That, that was the point is that you could put him in not in a closed situation, yeah. you know. But then you didn't have either one of those guys, and Davies is just sitting <laughs> yeah. on the bench, you know, for I'm, the second I'm game. not saying Ross did a great job with this yeah. bullpen at all during well, the day. Well, the, the Cubs end up using eight pitchers, and the Rockies used nine. And, yeah. they, and it was just a matter of, like, which pitch, which which time, or which pitcher is going to come out and blow this. Because they all did. Well, they, they all, all did, blew it. Yeah, yeah they all It wasn't it. which yeah. one is going to come out and blow it. It was which one's going to actually keep the other team from fucking scoring. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Marquez was out there for the Rockies. I mean, uh, usually he does pretty well against us. But uh, in this game, we got five runs all in the second inning off of him. Uh, Seven hits, uh, three innings pitched. uh, And they were playing cotton ball. In the yeah. in that second inning, just it was all singles. That five runs was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. That that play when uh, little Ian Happ swim move action, little Javi out there at second base, and you yeah, got you know what stealing I mean, a run. This whole like everybody talking about Javi, it's Javi, it's Javi. I mean, I guess everybody's doing it now, it, but it seemed it, a little you, weird. But not everybody can do it, right? He did. He did a he he stopped running. And was it Ortega running home? Yeah. And got the second baseman confused. And then the second baseman goes for the out and he dives around him. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty. I don't know. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. 
Hayward, I think, was the only double in that such in the in the whole inning. Um, and then you had that weird like swinging bunt by Chirinos that scores Bodie, yeah. Alcantara RBI single, Ortega single, Schwindel single, and then the the then the swim move happened at the end of it, and then uh, Wisdom Cade to end it. So yeah. he straight. That's one knock on Wisdom too. Even if he's hitting thirty home runs, he does strike out quite a bit. He really um, does. Uh, uh, speaking of Alcan- Alcantara, uh, he had some good tags. Uh, him and Trinos uh, hooked up to uh, cut down some runners. Him. Yeah, yeah, cut down some runners. And then even when he didn't get them, like he looked good. He had a nice tag. It was it was a far cry from the Bodie like craziness that we've been seeing. The Bodie brick tag. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's like throwing a cinder block. Yeah. Um. So and then. Uh, uh, the Rockies um, hit a grand slam, so that that kind of put a damper on like that five run uh, second inning, and they went back ahead six to five, and then they then they go, pull out even more and make it seven to five with a pinch hit double, uh, but then Ian Happ uh, gets that homer off of Bard, who Bard is the one that fucked up the game on for the Rockies on um, game one, yeah. Yeah, Bard is not good. Uh, he's closed out 20 of 27 opportunities and now 20 of 28 opportunities. Uh, he's not – yeah, he's not great. Yeah, and I, I think he is the the guy I was thinking about. The Yeah, 2009. The guy's 36 years old. He <laughs> came up with Boston and got hurt. 2009 through 2013, he played with Boston. And he was like a really top prospect and everything. Um, see, drafted by the Yankees in the twentieth round, so it's not. Oh, and then he was drafted by the the Red Sox in the first round of the two thousand six. So he's a first round draft pick, twenty eighth overall from the Red Sox. Played with them for a long time, got hurt, and now he's trying to make his way back. And I think he could only pitch on a team like the Rockies, who aren't doing shit, yeah, right now to even give him a shot. So he fucked up. Gives up the three-run homer, hits the basket. uh, Hat put the fucking lotion in the basket. Then you get the clown ball. Uh, They put it up nine to eight. Then Trevor uh, Story, Trevor Story, throws away. The the Rockies could have already won the game. Yeah. Because they were winning nine to eight. And he throws the ball away. Cubs score that bullshit runner on second. Game continues. I have to leave the stands and go home and throw up right around that time. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this game's going to – I thought it was going to be over. But, no, it was, It just kept going. And then uh, Jewel sucks, and I wish he wasn't even on this team. Yeah, it's it's hilarious to me, though. The Cubs have had this happen twice now in these doubleheaders in which one of the games in the doubleheader, at least, have has gone the full length. Nine, yeah. You know, and they're playing clown ball in the eighth inning. I mean, at least in the double headers, don't play clown ball until you actually get to an extra inning. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it, yeah, exactly. It played nine, and then the, maybe the tenth, you can start the runner on first or something like that. But yeah, we're, we're stuck with this stupid shit forever, and it, and the game really does feel short. It doesn't feel right, 
And yeah. it, I feel like it's not a real game. I feel like it doesn't sprawl like a real game. It's, I, I think under normal circumstances, if uh, a, I had a free bleacher ticket, somebody gave me, um, uh, her name's, uh, escaping me on Twitter. Um, but, uh, she gave me a, a, a ticket, uh, really awesome. Then I got my tie given it, given it, give me a ticket. So, I mean, if, if I'm not getting free tickets, I'm not going to this clown ball fucking doubleheader bullshit unless it's like cost me nothing to yeah. go and you catch two then at least watching 14 you know you're watching a bunch of baseball but it doesn't it just doesn't feel right to me so uh yeah uh, now we got the white socks and my only hope is that we do not get pantsed down on the south side but a panting is likely uh <laughs> although it is i mean socks won today um they haven't been playing great but um, let's see. Uh, they uh, we got when we faced them just a couple of uh, weeks ago. They outscored us twenty-one to nine, and they swept us. Game one was the only close one. That's one when Andrew Romine hit the three-run homer to tie it up, and it and then that game went extra innings as well, and we ended up get losing uh, anyway. Um, but they just lost two or three to uh, Tampa Bay. Then they were in Toronto today. And they won two or three against Toronto, um, and right now they're just nine. I think they're nine and a half, maybe ten. I don't know what Cleveland did today, but the, they're uh, nine games up on Cleveland. Yeah, they looked. They're well up. Yeah, they're definitely winning the Central. Uh, but you know they don't play great against other teams that are good, like the Rays. Like they lost two or three. They looked like shit against the Rays, and all the White Sox fans here were uh, wringing their hands. Thinking that, hey, see, it's I guess we're just not really that good because when we play good teams, we don't do well. So it's it's weird when I think that's a very tough situation for a team that hasn't been there. I mean, and they haven't been there. All of a sudden, they're the monster in the central this year. They're way out ahead. And to keep the focus that you need and just kind of keep it going. I don't know. That's it's tough and it's hot and it's, you know, the season's long. You these are the dog days of summer right now. Uh and I don't know. I I wouldn't put too much into that. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they're losing some of these games right now. Uh I mean, remember when the Cubs swept the fucking Mets in the and then couldn't hit a hit a ball against them in the NLCS. So yeah. it's it it is what it is right now. I don't put that much against it because this is a weird situation when you're all of a sudden just this much better than everybody in your division, and these are all guys that have never really dealt with it. Well, and It'd be it, better if it was closer, probably. You know, who who right now are the playoff teams in, uh, in the AL? You got the Yankees. Uh, do they sneak into that second wild card? They are, right? Yeah, I'm bringing right it now, up. Right, right now, now in the AL, you got Tampa Bay, the White Sox, and Houston, Yankees, and Boston. Okay? So you look at how the White Sox have done against teams like that. Against Tampa Bay, they're actually 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Okay? Uh, against uh, Houston, they are 2-5. Um, and five. Against uh, the Yankees, they are 1-5. Against Boston, they are 2-2. Two two. So, um... You know, they're just playing under 500 against those Yeah, teams. I mean, that's not great. 
Yeah, it's not great. So uh, it, I'm just saying, like, fuck the White Sox is all I'm saying. I'm just going to bring it up shit about them. That And they're 12 and 11 in August, so they're not actually, you know, beating down the world right now either. A um, couple of comparative stats I got here. They've got the ninth best OPS they can hit. Uh, Cubs have the eighth worst right now. Uh, Cubs have still hit more home runs than the White Sox, and that kind of surprises me. They're still 10th best in the majors. Uh, it, as a team. Now, most of those guys aren't on the team right now, of course. But, but that's only because Abreu doesn't get to play against the Cubs all the time or, yeah, you know. <laughs> the Sox have actually hit the 11th fewest home runs in the majors. And this, that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, the Sox have the best, the sixth best walk walks. Uh, the Cubs are average. Uh, the Cubs lead the league in strikeouts, surprising nobody. No. Um, Sox are just average. Cubs and Sox both average speed in stolen bases, and the Sox have scored the seventh most runs. The Cubs' tenth fewest right now. Ugly. Yeah. Uh, the pitching, uh, the Sox ERA is 366. The Cubs is a full run higher. The Sox bullpen is not that great. Uh, it's They got an ERA over four. Uh, the Cubs is 417 right now. Both teams are average. Um of course, their bullpen just got a lot better when we gave them our good bullpen, the same well, guys that were. He He's throwing over five right now. Yeah, I want to talk ERA. about Kimbrell in a moment. Um, and uh, so uh, the Cubs, our Cubs bullpen, and this is also not going to surprise you, has logged nine more games than uh, like 81 innings more than the White Sox bullpen. Nine full games of innings. Nine times. Nine So I mean, So we, we definitely threw a lot of arms up. Our starters have not been going deep into games. Uh, the Cubs' have bullpen has walked well, more than... Because well, they're pulling Davies in the fifth in a fucking seven-inning game for no yeah, reason. Like, exactly. that's why. That's Ross has been doing that all year as if that bullpen that we had for three weeks is the bullpen we've had for three months. Yeah. Um, and the Cubs bullpen has walked the most batters. Uh, the Sox have fourth fewest walks, so they don't walk, guys. Uh, the Cubs bullpen has the most strikeouts of any other bullpen. The Sox are just average. So um, I'll put up some numbers here. Offensively, uh, here's where the Sox offense is sitting right now. Um Abreu, here's their guys with with OPSs over uh, 800. Abreu, 825. Everybody's dogging on that guy. Luis Robert, who was injured for much of the year, 872, but he's back now. Adam Engel, 844. Eloy Jimenez, 853. And uh, that's it. I mean, Tim Anderson, he's kind of fallen off here. He's 783 OPS, although he's batting 300, but his OBP is – suffering you know he's only taken 18 walks on the year yeah in 450 at bats that's not a lot of walks he'll be up there swinging um i don't know they they have an offense that seems to click together they score a lot of runs um but they don't necessarily have any one guy that's doing it for him i just feel like they've got one of those offenses that has the right amount of uh, on base percentage at the right times and the right amount of slugging when they need it, and um, you know that's how they're scoring runs and winning games. But really, it's the it's the pitching that's that is really the 
what's you know, Lance Lynn is a who we're going to face. Yeah, in they're, game they're two. starting. They're starting pitching. Yeah, is just is great. Is great. And then um, here's the Sox bullpen right now uh, as it stands. Craig Kimbrell has a 579 earn run average with the White Sox. I don't know if he pitched today, if he was able to bring that down at all. But, um, yeah, he's in 9.1 innings, 5.79 ERA. He stinks. Tapera has done, done well, though. He's kept, up, he's kept it up. He's on 186 ERA for the Sox, 9.2 innings. And then the guy who's taken uh, the most innings, Liam Hendricks, who they're still using as the closer, and and, been, and LaRusse has been throwing Kimbrell out there in the eighth, and it hasn't been working out because I put up Kimbrell's uh, game logs here since he got traded from the Cubs to the White Sox. Gave up three runs on August 6th against the Cubs. It, that's that home run we were talking about from Romine. Then he's given up in his last four appearances. He's given up runs in three of them. Has not been untouchable. And um, I don't know. He's uh, he's he's given up hits. He's given up runs. I don't know. Yeah. May, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is it they're using him wrong? I don't know. There, I mean, there's that with the closers that people think that you throw them out there in the eighth. That's what I was talking about earlier about Hoyer seems to not have that issue going out in an inning early. But, you know, maybe Kimbrell does. Uh, if that's the case, then all LaRusa has to do is let these guys share the closing duties. Send a guy out in uh, and pitch you know, one game and then the next game you have the other guy finish it, you know, and you can back and forth that shit. You don't know whether you're going to get Hendricks or uh, Kimbrell each day in the ninth, but you know, you don't want to see either one of them. I don't know. And they've got, if you know, if the, their bullpen, I mean, they've got, a lot of great arms down there. Like, you know, right now I know that they were like Reynaldo Lopez hasn't pitched a lot, but he was 129 ERA right now. Um, Aaron Bummer, who they used to rely on, hasn't had a great year. So then they've turned to somebody like Jose Ruiz ends up with a 355. He's eating innings out of the back end, but they don't really need that many innings. As I said, it's, <laughs> that sounded dirtier than I yeah, think you meant it. Yeah, he's innings he's eating innings out of my back end. Yeah. Uh but you know, they've got a, a pretty decent uh bullpen and if they want to win a game if they've got a lead, they've got the guys to like 789 you right now. Easily. They've got those guys. They are built I they might be too young, they might not be ready for, you know, the big time, but they certainly have the talent to go deep if they get on a good roll in the playoffs. But I'm hoping that they just falter and Tony LaRusa gets pantsed. That's really what I'm hoping. <laughs> um, defensively, uh, uh, oh, no, I, I didn't finish with the pitching. Uh, that, but no, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Defensively, the Sox have 76 errors to the Cubs 68, uh, which is uh, just league average. Actually, league average is 69 errors right now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Sox 700 Durr is better than our 692 Durr. Wow. Um, That's the lowest Durr the Cubs have had in years. Yeah, it's a pretty low Durr. 
Uh, both teams caught stealing. I think it's funny that you brought up that the caught stealing has looked better for the Cubs uh, since having. I don't know up. that it. I don't know that it looked better. I just noticed that uh, they they nabbed the one dude stealing second, and Alcantara's tag, tag was good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean the, the the throw was right on the money as well. I don't think they do that all the time, but at least we saw it once. Well, both teams are as abysmal. Sox and Cubs, 18% throwout rate, 16% for the Sox. So that's not good. Um, but we, I don't think either team runs all that much. Pretty average. Um, weather this weekend in Chicago is going to be hot as fuck. Uh, 89 on Friday for the it night game. It's so seven. goddamn hot right now. Like- it's so hot. The the heat indexes are getting over a hundred here in Iowa. I don't know if they are there as well, but good gosh, like yeah, it's going to be miserable. Ninety two for a six p.m. start on Saturday, and then the day game it hits almost ninety. But there's a fifty percent chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon, so there's a hell of a chance this game gets banged, and there's a hell of a chance this game doesn't get made up, like at all. Because nobody needs the game. True. Sox aren't going to need it unless it's to for home field advantage or something like that. Right. I don't know. So uh, I do have a scavenger hunt that I'm going to put out there. And uh, still got this uh, Craig Kimbrell Chia beard to give away. Um, so it's going to be doing it for the rest of the year. So if you want to enter, got a lot of entries. Uh, here's what you got to do. Photoshop Tony Larusa into hilarious uh, situations, like walking on the moon, or at the fall of the Berlin Wall, or like in the movie ET, or you know, just some hilarious shit. There's been a lot of uh, you know the Tony Larusa like trying to run memes going on. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I enjoy them. <laughs> I saw Tony Larusa trying to do the uh, milk crate challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, all that stuff I love. Just you know, Photoshop him, put it in on Twitter. We'll all have a good laugh. Uh, tag me, and um, and you'll be entered to win the uh, Chia Beard. So here's the matchups real quick. Keegan Thompson, 3-3 three and three with a 242 versus lefty Dallas Keuchel, 8-7 with a 471. Uh, the Sox have never seen Keegan Thompson before, um, but let's take a look at his games. Uh, he did okay against Kansas City, uh, and uh, – Cubs ended up losing the game. He pitched four innings, uh, gave up two runs from five hits. Pretty good. T- take it. He's mostly been pitching out of the pen. But um, I don't know. What, what, do you, uh, what do you think of Thompson? Just too early to tell, right? It, it, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Um, I I don't hate what I've what I've seen, but. We, we just haven't seen a lot. I mean, there's – I don't know. Um, I like the fact that we do have a guy that seems to be able to hold his own. You know, unfortunately, I mean, all these guys look like fours, fives. You know, they don't look – which on this team is great. Yeah, yeah but, there's not a lot of ace kind of looking – Dude, I mean, yeah, we're we're not seeing like like I say, I don't want to be down on the guys. They're 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 young. Um, they're getting their shot. They're doing okay. 
but I haven't seen anything that made me, you know, sit up and just really take notice yet. Yeah. There's no 20 strikeout game coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, he only struck out one in those four innings. So, like, you know, the, so it's not 20 even, games yeah. later, he'll yeah. catch uh, Kerry Wood's second start. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> K- Dallas Keuchel, uh, we did not face him when we faced the White Sox earlier this month. He got his ass rocked last time. He went out there by Tampa Bay, got six runs on nine hits. Um, only struck out three through five. And he just – he hasn't been good really – I mean, he started the year okay. And then, uh, you know, Detroit got seven off of him. Cleveland got five. Kansas City got four. Minnesota got four. He'll give you six innings on pretty much average. But, you know, he, he hasn't had a great year. He's got a 471 ERA. So, you know, when you're – you got an ERA approaching five – you know, you're probably not getting a playoff start. I'm guessing you're the odd man out of uh, any kind of three-man rotation. Uh, the Cubs, uh, they don't – it's a mixed bag, real mixed bag. Uh, uh, Robinson Cheerios has seen him the most, doesn't do great, only batting 200, but I think he must mostly bats 200. Um, Andrew Romine, uh, he is 5 for 11, and Austin Romine is 4 for 10. Those are batting averages of 455 and 400. Um, so I'm expecting big things out of the Romine brothers tomorrow night. So if you're going to take that Romine parlay and you're a betting person, <laughs> you know, it might be a good idea. Willie's got a homer and is two for five. Um, Bodie sucks because he sucks. He's 0 for five. Um, Hap is 0 for four. Hayward's 0 for 5. So I'm saying there's a real mixed bag. There's some dudes that do great and some dudes that just can't hit it at all. So we'll see what we'll see what we get. Um game two. Alec Mills, who uh, last time went out there, was not good. He gave up seven runs on 12 hits against Kansas City. Cubs lost that one nine to one. but he's been good other than that, uh, you know, this month. He's given up two runs twice and gone six innings. And then uh, the other time uh, against Milwaukee, uh, he only pitched 2.1 innings um, in, in that game. And despite giving up only one hit, what was the deal with that game? Oh, it was another stupid doubleheader. That Ross yeah. pulled his guy for no fucking reason. Yeah. So uh, only Billy Hamilton has seen Mills. He's over three. Lance Lynn Cy Young candidate Lance Lynn is going out there on Saturday night. He's been great. Um, he went, gave up one run on four hits against Toronto, went seven his last time out there. Um, he's been great. He, he really, he's got a 220 ERA. Um, I don't know if they're trying to rest him right now because he's only threw 86 pitches in that last game, 88 in the, in the game before. So maybe, just maybe, you know, they got a pitch count on him no, right no. now. Right. And it could, especially with it being so hot, but it, you know, maybe, maybe it has something to do with how many runs they had, you know, what his lead was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They, the one that they lost the game two to one that he pitched seven. Um, and they won the game three to two against Oakland that he only gave up one run, but they took him out in the fourth. 
Yeah, that's and 88 pitches. Well, I mean, you throw 88 pitches in the fourth. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of pitches. Lot. Either way, it seems like you know that's down from where he was because he was going over 100. He it went as high as 117, went 111 twice, went 105 on August 12th. And right. Against us, he went 100 on August 6th, where he only gave up one run on four hits and struck yeah, out he, eight. He has a number of games up over 100. Um, I don't know. And now, I don't know. It, it's weird. I don't understand the way that uh, managers handle you know, they're starting pitchers anymore because if, if you go seven innings and you've only thrown 86 pitches, which was his last start, why pull him? Why, yeah. why don't you try to get one more inning unless you really want Kimbrell to go out there and just blow that shit? <laughs> um, well, he did. I know that's, I mean, Kimbrell's not doing good in eighth. Fucking let, Lance Lynn keep going. Yeah. So uh, Lynn versus the Cubs. uh, It's actually, we don't do that badly off of him. I mean, we saw him a lot with the Cardinals. Uh, Hayward actually hits him well. He's uh, 21 plate appearances, batting 368, uh, OPS and 902. Robinson Cheerios likes it. He's got 846 OPS um, because he's got a home run and a triple. Can you imagine Chirinos hitting a triple? (laughs) Where did that ball go? Yeah. Um, so uh, Ian Happ's batting 300 has got a dong. So, uh, you know, it might not be too bad. Um, Ortega's seen him a little bit. He's two for four. Uh, you know, I don't know. The guys who have seen him, they don't do so, so terribly. Right. So maybe we got it. Maybe there's a chance. It's a small chance, but there maybe there's a chance that we do well off of him. Um, then the last game. Kyle Hendricks, he's going to go up with his 409 ERA. Not the greatest year for Kyle. Uh, 14 and 5. Uh, I'm sorry. He's a Cy Young candidate with 14 wins leading the majors. I mean, that's, how, <laughs> that's how we judge pitchers, right? Yeah. Well, he's not going to win 20 because that, that ship has sailed after how he pitched the last time he went out, which we already talked about. Uh, but he's going against Dylan Cease, 10 and 6, with a 392 the ex-Cubs prospect. So Kyle, last time against Colorado, we already talked about it. He gave up four runs, gave up four runs on nine hits, seven innings, struck out six. Um, You know, it it hasn't been a great month for Kyle. You know, it's it's been okay. It's going to have been a mixed bag. Um, Nine runs he gave up against Milwaukee, only lasted four. That's one of the worst outings of his life. Um, You know, it, Let's just hope. Let's just hope nobody gets hurt. <laughs> so, uh, it, he did pitch against the White Sox. Did pretty well on August sixth. Two runs on seven hits, six innings pitched, struck out six. So, um, Sox versus Hendo. Uh, Tim Anderson does pretty well. He's six for sixteen. That's batting three seventy five. Adam Engel hits him well, but only Luis Robert is homered off of him, and he's just one for two. Uh, and then um, everybody else is kind of sucky. You know, it's Billy Hamilton probably won't even be in this game, but he's two for 19. Yeah, it's Monty Grandal. He's not back yet, I don't think, from injury. He's one for 10. Uh, Brian Goodwin, one for six. So there's not a lot to look at here. Um, and then, so they don't do great off of him. And then Dylan Cease, uh, we saw him on August 8th. We got three runs off him through five. 
then um, last time he went out there, he only gave up one run on four hits against Toronto. They won the game. It's been good. You know, it'd be nice if he was still on the Cubs because this is exactly the kind of pitcher that would slot in great into our rotation right now. <laughs> and he does, like the other guys that we have throwing 95, sees throws real hard. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, Cubs versus Cease. Well, uh, Contreras, hopefully he gets in there because he's got a home run. That's the only homer off of him. But, uh, yeah, we, we don't do all that great. You know, Hap is one for eight. Hayward's 0 for four. Uh, Cheerios, no hits. Duffy, no hits. So, I don't know. Austin Romine has a double if that excites anybody. Yeah. But, yeah. Romine and Ortega both uh, have gone two for three. Yeah, like that's, that's, yeah, not a lot of yeah. There's not the, not a lot to look at here. So um, there's your there's your series uh, preview. And um, today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. it's going to be a tough weekend, I think, for the Cubs. Oh. But I'm going to just root for like a two out of three, pants the White Sox a little bit, embarrass them. They haven't been playing at their best ball in August. They're just slightly over 500. Of course, we're nowhere near that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say uh, the the White Sox get up for the Cubs. They're going to be – on the south side, if we're lucky, Cubs get one. Cubs win the, the Alec Mills start for no reason. And if you're going to any of these games, use our StubHub link, by the way, sunranto.com slash StubHub. Just go to our website and click on the ad. Make sure your ad blocker's off, and then click on it, and, and we get 1%. Yeah. If you, 1%. Uh, well, nobody's done it yet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So, so so we're still at 0%. Yeah, yeah. So I did it once, so I, there was – You got 1% back. Yeah, and it was a $6 ticket. It did. It helped nobody. Eric Wade Ginter says sweep. He's calling Cubs, the sweep. Cubs sweep or we get swept? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a big question. And uh, all right, a couple of announcements. September 18th, if you're still with us uh, – we're going to go up to Miller Park. There's There are some extra tickets, I believe, that are still available. If you would like to come up, it's 50 bucks. We're going to provide, like, burgers and dogs and stuff like that. Uh, just contact me. Um, you can actually buy it through uh, – we're, we're not putting anything on sale. Let me figure out what we have left. Contact me, sunranto at gmail.com or through Twitter or whatever it is or on Facebook. Contact me if you'd like to join us on September 18th. We're still going to have fun. We're still going to tailgate. We're going to have a great time up in Milwaukee. We're going to get drunk. And we're taking a party bus, which I'm not sure where we're going to meet. But we got a couple. Uh, we got room for a few more on that party bus. So it's going to be the band, uh, except for Bleacher Jeff. Bleacher Jeff's got busy that weekend going to Rye Fest. But if you want to come on the party bus with us and get a ride up there, we're all going to pitch in for the parking. We're all going to, uh, you know, maybe float the guy who's driving us and staying sober a little bit of money. So get, get us there. I, I'd probably pick up at Wrigley Field or something like that, I, I would guess. Maybe that's not a great place to pick up, but somewhere near there we'll pick up and um, and head up to Milwaukee and uh, have a really fun time. 
So if you want to come contact me, if you want to come on the bus, if you want to go to the game, contact me, uh, sunranto at gmail.com. September 25th is the last Bleacher Bum Band show, also the, the day before the last home game of the year. So if you want to pick up some cheap tickets to see the Cardinals and a couple teams that aren't going to the playoffs, you see the Bleacher Bum Band. It's our last show for a while. We've got nothing booked after that. We'll probably go back into recording mode maybe, figure out um, getting a rehearsal space. You guys out there listening. Book the bleach, book Bleacher Bum Band for quinceaneras, uh, <laughs> bar mitzvahs, uh, Bleacher Bum Band bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, uh, all those things. They birthday I mean, bashes. They they play the the same songs. They just do them in Yiddish. Yeah, it's all it, yeah, it's awesome. I play the accordion instead of guitar. <laughs> um, and then uh, I just want to announce that I'm going to take a little vacation, kind of in the middle of next week. It's Nicole's birthday. On Friday, so we're we're heading out to like a little like mountain lodgy place thing like near Galena. So we'll be, I'll be oh, out. Oh, the mountains of Galena. The mountains. Of I Galena. know them. I know them well. <laughs> so we're gonna head. So uh, there's gonna be no midweek show next week, um, unless unless you want to do it with Crawley, you're more than welcome to do it without me. Um, but if you so if you want to do a midweek show, Michael, it's totally up to you. Uh, if you and Crawley want to knock one out, something big happens, which I can't imagine it will. Um, so, uh, but uh, anyway, I'm like, we're no midweek show next week. So we'll get to you Sunday. Then we'll get to you the following Sunday. So we're facing the Twins and the Pirates. Really, people? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'll miss. I don't think we're missing anything. Um, it, we'll definitely do two hours on it. And then the last thing I want to say is, uh. If you haven't joined our Patreon campaign, please join our Patreon campaign. We work hard for the money, so you better treat us right. Uh, it's literally, um, you go to patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a dollar to become a part of it. You get the show early and ad-free. You get access to our show notes. All of the graphics I used in this show, I attach them to the Patreon post that will be delivered to your inbox where you can hear everything. Uh, it, it, you can hear everything without the advertisements that I put in the show, without all the begging of you to be, become a Patreon member. Just do it. It's more about uh, – there's perks at every single level. You get the music. Uh, at the $5 level, you get $10 level. You get uh, your name in the show. I got to – by the way, if you put your name in and at the $10 level and I and it's not at the end of the show yet, I promise I'm going to do it soon because a couple people joined on since the last time I made that video. Now I got to make a whole new video again. So anyway, um, I, I will do it. But yeah, join on, please. Uh, it's how we keep the lights on here. We got bills to pay. We got the website to keep up. We got the uh, stream yard to pay for and tickets and beer. It's, you yeah. know, and toilet paper, toilet paper. I mean, that was Michael, Michael, my trip out to Kansas City, you know, like, you know, that's it costs money for us people. So um, help us out a little bit and um, join us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. I only have one flexing cube and it's not really even that much of one. I have one as well and it's not one either. Okay. (laughs) So let's do it. All right. So uh, first of all, I just thought this was funny for the podcast listeners. I'll explain what we're seeing here. Um, I I just have, I just happened (laughs) to see that, uh, Cool H two O and it, like this is a reason to be a Patreon member because I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. upload this to the 
uh, to the Patreon feed so you can see this. Uh, cool H2O writes out, you know, uh, about, you know, we all see what's happening in Afghanistan right now. They're trying to get everybody out. Um, Afghanistan in person from tribal ties to pleas for help in the Christian Science Monitor article. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ryan Dempster joined the Taliban. Oh, my Seriously, God. The man really in the picture look like him. looks exactly like Ryan Dempster. And if um, if you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go and find, and you don't want to seek, you know, this picture. Go to the two hour and three minute, three minute, 43 second mark, and you can see the picture of Ryan Dempster joining the Taliban. <laughs> with his, I mean, it looks just like him. It, it looks really just does. fucking like him. I'm like, Ryan Dempster is, is basically an Afghan warrior. And then my last TFC. And the is, guy next to him looks better than Boog. The last, yeah, yeah. The last, <laughs> the last guy is Jarrett Bailey here. And I hate when people do this. He goes, and I'm going to say it in a Jarrett Bailey voice. Just your weekly reminder not to refer to your favorite team as we or us. You don't play for them. Um, fuck you, Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck you. you. We've been do we've been fans of this team long enough. I think we can say we. Yeah. I, I'm saying I, we. I'm, I don't care. I know like, how some people feel about it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, Jarrett. And if you're the numb nuts out there that gets confused and thinks we are on the team, yeah, that's yeah. on you, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got? You got a TFC? All right. I got, I got one here. It's from Super 70 Sports, and it just kind of blew my mind. Uh, Nolan Ryan's ERA was 309 the year the White Album came out. It was 291 the year Nevermind by Nirvana came out. And I fucking lost my mind. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Wow. I don't even understand how that can be possible that he was pitching both when the White Album came out and Nevermind came out. Total freaking nature, that guy. Um, Yeah. And he kicked the shit out of Robin Ventura, so it's <laughs> fucking they great. They still play it at, at White Sox games. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. So as uh, as uh, I, I guess, uh, who should I play here? Oh, oh let's uh, let's let's put uh, Aramis. Hello, the Son Santos show, the Chicago Cubs, sixty nine best postcard. Take care. Yeah, take care, everybody. Yeah, we we. <laughs> An Arama sighting him and Giovanni Soto throughout the first pitch this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was cool to see. I, I kind of wish I was at that, but uh, apparently they got Giovanni Soto the exact same size jersey that he used to wear because it was a little tight on him. They didn't, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize he got a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, Giovanni Soto. Remember when he went down to Puerto Rico, it, like after his after he won Rookie of the Year and gained like forty pounds, yeah. and, and then tested positive for pot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. oh Jesus! I was so excited for Giovanni Soto when he won Rookie of the Year, and I thought he was going to be the next great catcher for the Cubs. Oh, yeah. Didn't work out that way. Nope. So. Uh, Michael, at your suggestion, I got beer in the sunshine uh, queued up. So here's beer in the sunshine. Spagog. Nice. Spagog. Winter kept on roaring. Spring never arrived. The 
earth was busy healing A million people died Seems like another era A long forgotten time When we all were out at Wrigley Drinking beer in the sunshine Watching the boys of summer Send baseballs for a ride A deep Chicago sunset An orange and purple sky I'm dreaming of those days Cause I remember you and I Just loving being at Wrigley Drinking beer in the sunshine like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.